24 hours a day, seven days a week. A new way of radio and the beginning of a new talent. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Why do you think the kids come? To see the greatest show on earth, of course. The, all the, the smoke and the blood spilling and all that? Is that important? Firebombs and uh, levitational platforms. Americana, you know, everything that's got to do with... It's Disney, 100 megaton bomb size. But without anybody ever getting hurt, people always complain. Well, there are some people, there will always be... For every Christmas, there's always going to be an urban Ebenezer Scrooge out there someplace telling everybody how bad something is. And that's because the obvious secret is that they're not part of the fun. You wanted the best and you got it! My heart is in the land! Kiss Army, you wanted the best, you got the best. I'm Matt Porter, and we are here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo for a special New Jersey Kiss Expo edition of the Kiss Room. I'm with Joe and Hal. Guys, welcome to the Kiss Room. Welcome to New Jersey. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having us. Definitely, definitely. Glad to be here. So, you know, I know you're a listener to the show. You know how we roll, and I'm going to put you right on the spot and ask you, what's your favorite Kiss memory? Oh, man. Famous favorite kiss memory. You know, probably my very first kiss memory is my favorite is tuning in to see Pinky Tuscadero on the uh, Poland Halloween special. (laughs) And, you know, because I was probably a horny little kid and then seeing this band and being like, what the hell is that? Why am I attracted to that? I mean, Pinky's great, but why am I attracted to that? And uh, and there and then thus launching me into kiss fandom. How favorite favorite kiss memory? Probably uh, bringing home, lick it up, and putting it into the uh, cassette player and, and checking it out for the first time. My first kiss record ever. Fantastic. Now, with that in mind, you're going back to your younger years. What does the end of the road mean to you? When you hear that, what do you think? Uh, well, my end of the road or <laughs> Kiss's end of the road. I mean, when I think about my end of the road, I really don't. I came to the expo to not think about these exactly. Things. No, but Kiss's ex, uh, end of the road. Um, I guess this is their final long slog around the world. You know, I think they probably continue in some capacity, and uh, you know, it's it's the end of an era of touring Kiss. Probably that's that's as much as I think. End of the road to me means it's my last chance to see them for the first time. Oh wow! So maybe I'll do it this time you better get some tickets or or a twenty thousand dollar guitar you know it's funny when you think about it when you the way you put it it's the end of the road for kiss but hopefully not the end of the road for us and i like thinking back to about 1976 myself that's a good time right i'm gonna go right there in my mind you're listening to kiss room live from the new jersey kiss expo Hands 
Kiss Room right here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. Having the best time ever. I'm talking to Tom Feely. We're right next to your table with the Bill of Coin Rock and Roll Hall of Fame petition. Tom, welcome back to the Kiss Room. Thank you very much, Matt. So now look, everybody that's listening to me, they all know Bill of Coin. They know the name. Of course. They're going to look at their poster in the bottom corner. It says a coin. Your records from the 70s all say a coin. You all know who he is. Now look, what we're asking is for people to go to the petition, give them the address, www.inductbill.com. Bill a coin into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do not donate at the end. The <laughs> right, money right. doesn't go to us. <laughs> See, that's you know, all you have to do is just put your name. I think it's your name and your email. And if you leave a comment, if you wish. Click, 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 boom, done. 15 people, seconds. If you're listening to the Kiss Room, you know Bill a coin's role in making Kiss the band that we know. You have to just go on there and click. Well, man, it's not only Bill Alcoin that uh, took care of Kiss. I mean, he made a religion out of them. Yes, indeed. But he's also Billy Idol, uh, who's still playing on the radio today. Billy Squire, molded him from Piper. Um, and then also he was very influential on the existence of Casablanca Records, right. which created a whole new genre, even of music, with disco. And we won't a blame him for disco, but no, we, we loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there was a Hall of Famer that came out of there uh, with Donna Summer. So look, all those other fans, but of course, Kiss fans, we're begging you. You got to go to the site. What's the site again? www.inductbill.com. And we're going to get that happening. Look, if you're listening to the Kiss Room, you know you should go do it right now. Please, Kiss Army, step up and do what you did for Kiss. Hey, yeah. hey, yeah. 
Kiss Army. We're back. We're here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo having the best time ever. I'm joined again by the mighty Joe Polo from Podcast Rock City, the number one podcast of Kiss. The, that's the number one. That's the number one. <laughs> Man, Matt, this is amazing. This is incredible, isn't it? People are starting to come in. The room's packed. You could go out of your money in about 10 minutes. There's so many things for sale. It's absolutely stunning. I can tell you I did buy stuff last night. As a matter of fact, I bought something. You were with. You were right. You walked by me. Before the place even opened today, I bought the uh, Demon Wrestler action figure. I saw figure. it, and when I went up, and Danny Farrow, the sculptor of that, is here. And he said, I had one, and I just sold it. I said, yeah, I know who has it. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> They're all Woo. gone. So now, look, we talked a lot about it on the Kiss Room, but you're here recording live for the uh, makeup of an Army Make- documentary. Right. You have so many people walking through this room that are going to have interesting stories. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited. I think that the opportunity for us to really share our own personal KISS stories with the camera and then with everybody else that will click on that website and watch, is it's amazing because we might know our circle of friends, but, you know, uh, Johnny in California or Ted in New Jersey, I'm not going to have the chance to meet until I'm here. And they're here today, too. It's amazing. There is an amazing cast of characters. A lot of time you look around, you do recognize people that look familiar, usually from just social media, and you say, I know that guy. Look uh, at yeah. this right here. It's amazing. Now, look, to paint the scene for those listening, we are directly across from Victor Staben's table, and he's got a giant print of the poster from Unmasked. He's got the cover blown up to enormous size. Um, it's, it's pretty spectacular artwork, and it's all hanging up right across. If you look around us, I'm going to paint the picture for you. We have a Paul Stanley guitar for sale. We have all kind of uh, merchandise. Everything. The table down the end has everything you can imagine, the big stuffed dolls, everything. Your table's down there. We're right next to the Bill of Coin, um, induct Bill of Coin petition, which we just talked to Tom Feely. Then if you go around, you have May Pang actually here, and they're selling jewelry. And then you have the guys from Wicked are here. They're raffling off guitar. I see Bob Aquaviva. He's over at the Wicked table. And then on the, down the other end, there's even more stuff, posters everywhere you look. It's as far as your eye can see, which is pretty far. And we're just in one room. We're only in one room. There's another room filled with dealers. There's another room filled with all the celebrities, and it's, and then it's amazing. And the hallway is packed. Yes, so sir. There's people everywhere. A lot of you see Pasquale from Kiss Army Nation just walked by. We're going to talk to him later. He's having the best time ever. It really is amazing. It's amazing what we're doing here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. This is my first time here. Wow. I've never been to this uh, to this expo before. I'm just, I mean, look, that record right there had so much influence on me, the Unmasked. And I'm just freaking out that I'm standing across from the guy that painted that that cover that I sat in red. There he is. Now, look, I was like nine when it came out. And you know where it says, where Peter says, come on, in the corner there? Right. I swear to you. I swear to you, Matt. I always read it as, I, what does Simon mean? I don't know. <laughs> I never hey, understood. and at that young age, you hadn't found out yet. <laughs> no, I had, I had no idea what Simon meant. And then later on, I saw it as an adult, and I was like, God, I'm stupid. (laughs) Come on. Come on. So, yeah, we're right across from that table. It's amazing. We have everywhere you look, there's something going on. There's people smiling everywhere, having the best time ever. It's loads of KISS fans, obviously, here at the New Jersey KISS Expo. 
So we had a great time yesterday doing the Kiss Room. If you're listening out there live, you know, in order, you know we, we did that yesterday. Joe, I'm super glad you could join us. Thank you. I've been hugging on you for two <laughs> days now. I see Matt. I get a hug. <laughs> it's all good, man. This is like, you know, we're all family. This is which great. Which makes it more awesome than anything, you know? There's so much happening. It's just uh, to take it all in. Like, last night there wasn't this many dealers. This is amazing. And really everywhere you look, there's something cool that's going on. So we're going to go to a break. What's your favorite Kiss song, Joe? Oh, damn. Uh, Love Gun. Love Gun. You're in the Kiss Room on Marco Radio Music My Heat. Kiss Army. We're back here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo, and I have a special guest right here, Robert Fleischman. You all know him as the voice of the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, 
a number of your other bands. Uh, Journey. Journey. Uh, yeah. They did pretty well, too. I, I wrote Wheel in the Sky, <laughs> uh, Anytime, Winds of March, and uh, All for You. And, uh, and then I was with Vinny, and I do solo albums, and uh, now I paint. <laughs> And uh, I'm having a lovely life, and I really appreciate it. And I, I, I can't tell you how great it is to come to these things, really, and see everyone and everybody exchanging great energy, and uh, I love it. And so I'm really honored to be here and humbled. And, yeah. Now, did you bring any of your artwork today? I see it online. It's always impressive. It looks well, like you I also work very large. So. Yeah, it's very large, yeah. Well, the stuff I do now are uh, oil. I do large oil paints paintings nice yeah now really one of the things everybody's thinking about is you were going to appear with Vinnie Vincent coming up at a future show right that has since gone by the wayside how would you like to cover that topic well I would cover it with a big blanket (laughs) (laughs) what's on your mind (laughs) well um you know, like I've said before, I, I've had such a roller coaster ride with uh, Vinny. Um, it's always Vinny picking the wrong people to represent him, and I, I wish Vinny would just take the wheel of life and and and, and steer it himself instead of other people. But you know, in this business. Um, People bring a lot of opportunities, and a lot of the people who bring opportunities to you are people really who are really out for themselves to further their adventures. And they and you are used basically piggyback. They right. they piggyback on on celebrities or whoever you know. And um, Vinny just happens to be a big attraction for those types, and they they. Uh, they make him confident that they're going to do the right thing for him and everything and then he just he believes them because he wants the right thing but it always somehow it it, it goes awry and so I feel bad for him in that sense because it's like being not a good picker you know right and so uh, I, I wish those situations hadn't arrived in his life because his life would have been much much different and a different scenario uh, you know portrayed to people absolutely and I think even just the way that the latest kind of situation went down it yeah. didn't look good for anybody yeah you know and, and to see you kind of treated that way your picture's not even on the ad your name is microscopic on the bottom right it's just not good and I think a lot of people are really looking forward to it but it seems like another thing that's falling apart yeah I, I was looking forward to it you know when uh, the Atlanta thing happened I was uh, I was so happy to see him. It was really emotional for me because it was like seeing somebody. I was sitting next to somebody I thought was I, like I was singing with somebody in a dream, right. and he was dead, and they were dead. Mm. You know, it was kind of like that. I mean, it was really uh, it was moving for Which me. When you took the stage, a magic moment to be sure. Well, I hadn't. I did not plan that. I was, uh, you know, on the other side of the of the uh, room, and he started uh, fooling around with. Uh, Back in the streets, right? And so I thought, oh, I'm going to get up closer and and watch him, you know. So I I started walking closer to the stage where all his people were. And uh, they're all looking at me, like, thinking, are you going to go up there, you know? And I said, no, this is his his moment. Let him, you know, 
no, 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 you got to go up there. I go, no, no, let him. You know, so next thing I know, I got people grabbing my elbows, you know, <laughs> lifting me up on the stage. And so uh, I walked up there, and it was, uh, <laughs> it was, like I said, it was like a very dreamy kind of situation, and seeing somebody who, you know, like passed away, you know. <laughs> he was back. He was back, you know, and it was like a, it was so very uh, surreal. You know, it's funny because I think those are the kind of moments that we always are kind of looking for. And that was a magic kind of a, you know, and so many people documented yeah. with the video. And, and you can kind of see as most of the video that I watched, it's the magic of TV. We see you just enter from the side and come in, right? And it just seemed perfect. Yeah. And then to hear you say that it really wasn't something that was planned. That's unbelievable because it was one of those cosmic kind of connections yeah. that just can't be duplicated, really. No, 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 no. no that, you'll never get the same breaststrokes again. <laughs> Speaking of that, so talk about your artwork. I mean, obviously, anybody that follows you online, your Instagram page, your Facebook page, we see all the work. What inspires you? Well, I've been uh, painting and doing music ever since I was 13 years old. And I've done music, you know, I'm noted for doing music and writing and all that stuff and singing. But I always painted all that time. And I just, um, you know, in my ripe old age here, um, <laughs> I decided that I wanted to to uh, put the, put it on the uh, the front burner, and so uh, that's what I've done. So I'm I, I was going to do an album with a bunch of different people like um, George Lynch and um, and uh, Frankie Benelli and Tony uh, Franklin and, and and all these groups of people and do like four songs, and then get some of the guys from Journey and uh, other people that I've known through the years and do. You know, four songs with all these people, and then put that out. But it's it's so um, costly, you know. And I just decided to curtail that because I'm tired of funding my own right. records. And I, and I wish uh, for a project like that, I would need help from a record company to to help me assemble it. And especially with all the le legal aspect of That's it. That's a lot of moving parts. And yeah, a lot of moving parts. And do. I wanted to and I wanted to like buy a bunch of go cams right. and put them all around the room and and, re and 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 film it all the whole process and, That'd be and, fantastic. and do that, you know, for each set of group of people. You know what might be really interesting and now I'm going to put you on the spot. If you did different songs do a painting or an artwork that would correspond to each I, I've song? I've done that before where I, uh, I, I've written electronic ambient music and uh, have a painting and have it in a, like a room and then each room you go into with a different piece of work wow. actually doing Where that. could people see that? I'd be really curious That was a one-time thing. Okay. That was like a like a installation that I did. Wow. Yeah, in that LA. sounds fantastic. Yeah. So what are you working on right this second? Other than um, enjoying yourself here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo with all the craziest Kiss Expo fans on the planet. Well, I'm um, going to set up another um, art show and probably in Chicago. And these are going to be with uh, my larger paintings, like um, like seven foot by eight foot paintings. And uh, some of them are five foot by four foot. But they're all oil paints, paintings, and um, I'm going to have another show and hopefully um, maybe do one in uh, Los Angeles in uh, February. Man on the move. Yeah, yeah. You got, you know, going. It's, it's right brain, left brain heavy. <laughs> or right Robert, brain heavy, actually. Robert Fleischman, I want to thank you for joining us in the Kiss Room here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo for our special. Nice to see you again. Pleasure. Always thank a pleasure. You. Thank you so much.
right, we're back. It's the New Jersey Kiss Expo Kiss Room Special. I'm joined by Billy Davis from Kiss Unmasked. You've heard him on the Kiss Room before. And Lisa Smith with the, with the best spelling of the name Lisa that you can find. Welcome to the Kiss Room. How you doing, Matt? I am fantastic. Hey, if I was any better, I'd be twins. But the uh, it, it's you know you just got here. We we're just talking about that. You know how we roll in the Kiss Room. So the first thing I'm going to ask you: What's your favorite Kiss memory? Well, you know what? That's yeah. That's a, that's a tough one, really, because I've kind of lived my whole life with Kiss. I've never missed a tour that came to New York. I've been to uh, eighty-one shows wow. in my life, done everything Kiss. So there's just so many things. It's like. The whole life has been a memory, but I, I just have to start with saying seeing Kiss on the Poland Halloween special just blew my mind. And at that point, like it kind of changed my life forever. Isn't it funny? Everybody's worried about is Paul lip syncing or not, but I'm pretty sure Paul in Halloween special lip syncing. Yes, <laughs> right. It was even an edit of the song that cut Detroit Rock City like down to like two and a half minutes. You know, think about that. One of the great parts about that is Gene walks over to breathe fire. They do it as an edit. So you see him with his mouth open and then they cut and he breathes fire. And everybody's saying, he must have something in his mouth. No, look, his mouth was open. (laughs) (laughs) To an eight-year-old mind, the mind was boggled. It was great. So now, Lisa, favorite Kiss moment. You're a new Kiss fan. Um, I'm not really sure I have a favorite Kiss moment. <laughs> Other yet. than right now on the Kiss Room. Well, right now on the Kiss Room, that is my absolute favorite Kiss moment. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Meeting Gene at the Vault was actually my favorite Kiss moment so far. That's fantastic. Now, what was that like? Talk about it. Um, it was really interesting. It was a little intimidating um, because he's a very big man and I'm a very short girl. Um, but it was really interesting. It was a lot of fun, and he was actually very cool and very nice, and uh, yeah. That's excellent. Now, the other thing we're asking everybody, and especially if you listen to this month's Kiss Room, here it is the end of the year, but what does, when you hear end of the road, what does that mean to you? I consider it a thank you from Kiss, even though you know, I've heard, hear a lot of people say, well, yeah, they're charging us a lot of money to go to these shows, but you can choose your tier of, of payment. They've right. given everybody the opportunity to spend a lot of money for special things or to sit a little further away and at reasonable prices. I kind of look at it as at least they're not just disappearing, fading away, and all of a sudden, oh, guys, it's all over. They're saying, okay, he, world, here's your chance to come see us one last time. Right. And... They're going to give us what they're known for. They're going to give us a, a great show. It doesn't matter if there's a possibility that Paul is getting a little bit of help with the vocals. They are going to put on a kick-ass rock and roll show like they're known to do for everybody in the world one last time. And, and it's a party. Up, you know, you know yeah. and we're going to see all our friends just like we are here today at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. That's half the experience. With social media, now you know half of everybody in the place. You can look up, put your cell phone up, and hey, that's exactly what I look like. And it'll be great fun. And that's what I'm looking for. It's just going to be fun. Now, that's what it's about. Lisa, you're a new Kiss fan, but what does the end of the road mean to you? And really, I think we, we should explain that you're new to Kiss fandom via Billy and Kiss yes. Unmasked. Yes. <laughs> for, for Lisa, it's the beginning of the Kiss Road and the end of Kiss's Lisa Road. <laughs> I like well, that. Well, uh, I guess end of the road is the beginning of actually seeing them for me because I've never seen them live before. In fact, I haven't even heard them play many of their own songs. Mm-hmm. I've heard, six times. and I'm going to see them six times. Wow. My first time out. Wow. Um, yeah. 
That's fantastic. So I've really never heard them play a lot of their songs because I've heard Unmasked play them so much. Right, right. Um, but I know all the words and I know all the songs, <laughs> so it should be really interesting. That is interesting. Now, obviously, people that listen to the Kiss Room do know you from Kiss Unmasked. Talk about that. Uh, well, we had a great year this year. We did uh, started off early in the year doing our Daisy anniversary show where we had Lou Lynette uh, coming. Yep, Which Lisa's Lisa modeling that shirt on right now. Fantastic. That she's and uh, that was a great event. We finished the year uh, having the director of Detroit Rock City also Skype in, a, in an interview at uh, named Adam Rifkin, who directed right, Detroit sure. Rock City, uh, at an event we did showing the movie and having Unmasked perform. So right now we're just coming into the new year now looking for something else. We're kind of Actually, we're really looking forward to the end of the road. So we're going to kind right. of watch this, and then we'll see what Unmasked comes up with next, some kind of special Fantastic. thing. But we'll always let the Kiss Room know. Definitely, and, and I'll let my listeners know, sure. Matt, tell, you know, letting everybody know what my we're doing. My pleasure, my pleasure. Now, look, we're going to put you on the spot. Lisa, favorite Kiss song? She. On Mako Radio, where music and minds meet.
Kiss Army, welcome back to the New Jersey Kiss Expo. We are recording here in New Jersey at the Hotel Parsippany. I'm joined now by a fan that everybody knows, Ant-Man. Welcome to the Kiss Room. Thank you, Matt. Good to be here. How's it going? Fantastic. So now look, I know you've had a lot of Kiss adventures this year, including the Kiss Cruise, but I'm going to put you on the spot, and I know you can really answer this for me. What's your favorite Kiss memory? Come Write what comes to your head first. Uh, I think it would have to be the very first meet and greet that I did because I got to sing with the band during the acoustic show. Right. That's just something that I'll, I'll never forget. It was just, just Gene saw I knew the words, and he gave me the mic because the girl who was doing it first, she didn't know the words, and the crowd was turning on her. So Gene's <laughs> like, sing loud, and you know, I just took off. And, and you, know, you can see the video. You know, Gene was proud that I knew the words. and you know. What because, song did you sing? Uh, we did Call on Dr. Love. Give me a couple bars. Uh, <laughs> You need my love, baby, oh, so bad. You're not the only one I've ever had. And if I say I want to set you free, don't you know you'll be in misery? You know why? (laughs) Yeah, they call you the Ant-Man, Anthony Lauro. So now, look, we're talking about this a lot with people. What does the end of the road mean to you? I think it just means, like, I think Kiss will stop touring, but I think they'll still carry on, maybe do the cruises and expo. But I think it's going to be the last, you know, big tour going around the world. That's what it means to me. But, you know, it's a party. It's, let's celebrate. Let's not be sad. It's- exactly. That's what I'm looking at. It's a celebration yeah. of everything that we've had for all these years. So talk about the cruise. How was that? The cruise is great. It's always a good time. You know, I had, I had one little minor hiccup, but you know, that's the, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, I, I know not everybody on that ship likes me, but. You know, I, I think all that disappears once you're on the ship. You know, I never try to get into fights with anybody, but one guy said I was harassing him and called security on me and was told this. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Oh, but, Lord. See, that's, yeah. that's never fun. There's always yeah, I one, mean, I, you, know. I go, you know. I bust my ass. I, I go on that ship to party, forget about, you know, my worries for a week. So, you know, people want to play that game, you know, <laughs> count me out, you know. I hear you. We got to keep it positive. And I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your favorite Kiss song? Well, a tough one. There's so many, man, but I've had to choose. I think for me, I stole your love. Just that riff, that opening. Just you know, you know, you know who you're listening to when that song comes on. You know. And you listen to the Kiss Room right here on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet.
Testing. Kiss Testing. Army. We are back here in the Kiss Room. We are in the New Jersey Kiss Expo, as you know, because you're listening live. I'm with Bob Brodsky, Felix Kukuro, right here in the Hotel Parsippany in New Jersey. How are you guys? Oh, good. How you doing? How you doing? Now, look, we have a, we have a long history together, and I know a lot of your stories, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Favorite Kiss memory? Well, my favorite Kiss memory actually has to be the first time that I saw him. Uh, was Madison Square Garden, 1979, the Dynasty Tour. How I ever talked to my dad at, when I was 10 years old into taking me from Philly, where we live, up to New York to see Kiss, I'll never know. But he was coo- a cool dad, and he took me there. We had nosebleed seats, but it was loud and uh, obnoxious and everything that you would want Kiss to be. But now were you nine years old? <laughs> well, no, that's when I bought my first Kiss record when I was nine years old. And then a, within a year of that, I, I all I wanted to do after well after I bought a live two, which was like my third or fourth record, all I wanted to do was go to a concert. When I flipped through the book, when I looked at all the pictures and that gatefold, I was like, Dad, you got to take me to a concert. You got to and when, and I had gone up to New York with my grandmother about a month before the show and and did some sightseeing. But when you get off the train at Penn Station there was all ads for Kiss at the Garden and I went home and said Dad Kiss is playing in New York can we go up and miraculously he said yes he's like yeah well we'll go and we got tickets at the Ticketron and um and we went up, and New England opened up, and uh, it was it was an incredible experience. Couldn't see any; it was so small they looked like ants, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, that's my favorite overall Kiss memory. It'll never be topped. But I got a favorite memory of you and me when we saw the Paul Stanley tour in '89 uh, at City Gardens in Trenton, New Jersey. Um, it was March 10th, right, 1989, and we were standing along the side. Looking at the stage, we didn't even know they were going to bring Paul in through the side door. They hustled go, Paul hustle through the Paul door. in with a security, bunch of security guys. They go right past me and you. You're on my left, and Paul is going towards my right. And you, I, you reached out and you touched Paul's arm, and I missed <laughs> when I went to touch him. And you looked at me and said, "I just touched Paul Stanley. I'm never washing this hand again." <laughs> We couldn't believe it. We touched Paul. We, we, we were inches from Paul Stanley. That was an amazing show. Yeah, that and it really was, was, it was something. unreal, unreal. Unbelievable. You know, that and with my buddy Felix who's here with me today, we saw the tour three weeks before that in Brooklyn, New York at right. Lemoore's. And right. your brother was there. Yeah. And, uh, and, we, and that was an incredible experience. And literally, I'm not mad at Paul Stanley, but my ears still ring from that <laughs> Brooklyn show. No that lie. There. No lie. That's always one that's rumored to have been extra loud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they were playing in a 500-person club uh, loud enough to fill up Madison Square Garden. And my ears <laughs> literally do still ring a little bit from 1989 from the Brooklyn show. And my souvenir. grandmother made us dinner. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. his grandmother made us a seven-course Italian dinner because she lived in Brooklyn. We went up there, stayed at his grandmother's overnight, and... Uh, and, um, so Felix's favorite memory is the dinner that you had before Paul Stanley. Before Paul Stanley. Absolutely. <laughs> dinner at Grandma's. No, what do you think your favorite memory? It's got to be when Kiss occupied the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas. And me and my best friend Bob went up there and uh, yeah. we occupied it with them. And yeah. uh, we saw Paul. The Vegas residents. 
yeah. Vegas residency. Yeah. And our yeah. seats both nights were right under the uh, truss where Paul sings Love Gun. Yes, exactly. So we practically had a front row seat, just looked right above us there was Paul. Wow. And uh, we met Shannon Tweed uh, in the hotel, uh, hanging around, which was a cool experience. I said to her, I said, I used to, this was, I don't know if this was an insult or not that she gave me. When I did a selfie with Shannon Tweed, I said, when I was in high school, I watched you on Days of Our Lives. And she looked at me and said, you're old. <laughs> I felt like, she's older. What kind of comment is that? Well, you know, because she probably gets a lot of comments about what people used to do when they were watching her on TV right. or those movies. Hey. Right. Or those Playboy VHS tapes <laughs> or the or the ones they played on Cinemax so that, at so 3 that was in the, the morning. Clean, that was the clean answer she can get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so My now second look, favorite was when we met Gene at the Oxford Valley Mall. Come on. Oh, remember you know that? that? Yeah. Remember that? That, was, that's when you're, that story I've told countless times on the uh, on the Kiss Room, one of my more interesting meetings with Gene. Uh, you know, luckily all's well that ends well, and he finally did sign that 8x10. But that night, boy, I remember you guys could tell everybody I was mad. I know. Oh, that well, he didn't did sign it. But we did have a good it, time. Was, remember, we were one of only like 10 people that waited there from 10 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon when he showed up. right up to the point where they said he's not signing anything. You I know, know, he's only going to sign the cologne bottle. And we're like, well, we already got the cologne. You know, but we bought we like, the damn where's cologne. Where's Matt Porter? <laughs> Five minutes from our house with Gene Simmons. I know. And we're going to meet him yeah, up at the I mall. Because my, my Alive 2 is still not signed by Gene, uh, and I had it there that day. Right. That's signed by Ace I'm and sure Peter, there's a lot of people with cool stuff that should have yeah, been signed yeah, that day that just yeah. didn't get it signed, but what are you going to do? But I live five minutes from Oxford Valley Mall. Gene, all the road trips we've done, for once, he was five minutes from right, my house. Right. I, I had to go there, you know, for that. It really was fun the, when we were kind of waiting in line all day, and yeah. it was like, what are you waiting for? We're making stuff up. Oh, gopher from the love boat. Gilligan's oh, Island. Island. They're like, we, wow. Another time we did that was 2001, the signing for the box set. You we know waited funny? on the street all day. I told that story on, if you go back to the January 2018 Kiss Room, I told that story. And that's one of my favorite memories is that time meeting Gene and how nice he was to yeah. us. And, and it's and funny, Paul. they and were Paul. both so nice. I was on a mission to get that comic book. I just needed Gene to sign it. Yeah, and yeah. you know that whole story. That's that's one of my favorite memories. And even shout out to your brother. Shout out to my wife. Colin Henderson. I didn't my have my box set, and they were like, "Oh, he's only going to sign the box set." And Amy bringing the box set, Colin getting it, and coming to New York from yeah. Montgomery Mall. My, my, my brother is the coolest dude. Greatest. Ever. Let me tell you, we get. I you know. The, they kind of said you need to bring the box set, but it was heavy because we, we bought the expensive right. one, and Matt didn't want to carry it <laughs> to New York. Uh, they wanted you to bring it back, and so when we're in line, the manager comes out and says, if you don't have the box set, even if you have the receipt, if you don't have the box set, we're not letting you in. And Matt is like, whoa, they're not letting me in. What am I going to do? We're in New right. York. So I knew my brother uh, was not working that day, so I get on the cell phone. I call him up. I say, what are you doing? He says, nothing. I say, can you go meet Matt's wife at the <laughs> Montgomery Mall? Get his box set and then hop on the train and come to New York and get here in time so that they'll let us in so that Matt can get Gene and Paul's autograph when we go inside the, the uh, Tower Records to meet Gene and Paul. And my brother went there. He and this is like a 45-minute drive to go to the mall, then another hour back to the train station, then to get on the train, come up to New York. He made it there 20 minutes before they opened the door. Right and we line were going starts moving. He's handing me the box, box set. And, like, and we oh, run in, and we get the autographs from Gene and Paul, <laughs> and it was one of the most incredible things ever. And a shout out to my brother, Colin. He's uh, one of the coolest dudes I know. Is Not just because he's my brother. He is truly uh, the coolest actually, dude. There's actually an African proverb. It takes a village to get an autograph. Right, right, <laughs> right. 
Right. It was one of the best experiences we ever had. How often do you get to meet Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley? For me, not very often. December 5th, 2001. Right. That was that date. Now, here's, look, obviously we've known each other for a long time, but when you hear Over the 30 phrase, years. And, and that goes back to even Kiss was how we got to be friends because you did your skit in Bucks. I you know, acting class, acting class, and I had to record it, and you had all this Kiss stuff, and I remember saying, hey, I like all that Kiss stuff. You're yeah. like, yeah, we've been friends ever since. That's got to be about 1986 or 7. 87 or 88. Wow. Yeah, late 87 or early 88, like January, February 88. So think about all the years, all the Kiss adventures. Here's the question. What's your end of the road mean to you? You know, I, I'm I'm trying not to get sad about it because I hope it's not true. But I've been doing this, as we always joke, since I was nine years old. I turned 50 in October. Every day of my life since I went to the store and bought Love Gun with $5 that I had in a piggy bank, you know, when I was nine. My life has been all about what's the next Kiss thing? When am I going to see Kiss again? When's the next album? When are they going to be on TV again? And I love it and look forward to it. And they, 99.9% .9 of the time, they deliver exactly what you're looking for, exactly what you want. And I don't know what I'm going to do when it's over. It's my number one hobby. They're, my, they're more than my favorite band. They're my favorite entertainers of all time. And... I, I wish they could be like Batman or James Bond, which James Bond is my second favorite thing in the world. But James Bond could go on forever because it's not certain people or, or whatever. And I wish Kiss could be like that. I mean, I know we have Tommy and Eric, but you can't replace Gene and Paul. Nope. And when they're done, it's over. Because uh, I'm not into this whole Kiss 2.0 with four new right. guys. Nope. That's a tribute band. I'd yeah. rather go watch Chris Giordano do a show. Or come see whatever. Live 75 where yeah, I'm heading tonight. Yeah, I know. Or some, they're great too. You know. So I, I'm going to be heartbroken. But you know what? It's really going to go on in our minds forever. Right. Because my friend Felix here is a huge Elvis fan. And he passed away 41 years ago. And we still talk about Elvis. Elvis, like not still, Felix. Like, Felix is right here yeah, with us. Felix is like still here. Alive. Elvis passed away Elvis 41 lives. years ago. But Elvis, Kiss will always live. Elvis lives. And, yes. you know, and Kiss is the same way. Just yes. because when, if they really play the last show and it's dead serious, they, we're all still going to be together. We'll all have all these memories that we just talked about. And it's still going to go on. Because nowadays... When I play an album, sometimes my whole brain goes to all those shows. Like when I play Paul's 78 solo album, right. I'm back there with you at City Gardens in Trenton at the Paul show. I'm at the show in Atlantic City on the Live to Win tour. Right. I'm at this, you know, wherever, wherever we go. It just all goes through your mind every time you play the album. It's not just about this song or that song. Every record you put on, I have a hundred memories. I mean, the first, we went on the first Kiss Cruise together, me and Felix, and the third Kiss Cruise together. Well, they played on the first Kiss Cruise the whole Dress to Kill album. So now I can't play Dress to Kill without being back on the cruise ship. Yeah. When I hear Getaway, I'm on the cruise on, uh, in 2011, you know? So it's not... It, it's going to be sad that we might not have as many events like this to come to and meet up with all these great fans, right. but it'll go on forever. I think we'll always have events like this you because so? no matter what they're doing, people want to show up. They want to have a good time. They want to. See, if you could see, just to paint the picture, for those of you listening, there's wall-to-wall -wall merchandise. You could go broke in 10 minutes. I'm already broke, so I'm halfway there. So it's great, but, I mean, really, these are the kind of things that are so much fun. There's so many cool people doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. Felix, end of the road, what are your thoughts? The, the end of the road to me is a beginning right now because, number one, I'm, I'm going to get to bring a seven-year-old Kiss fan right. to this, this concert. It's our first Kiss concert ever. So 
as far as I'm concerned, it's a first. Isn't it amazing when you think to yourself that for some people, the end of the road is the beginning? Yes, it is. You know, I mean, that's, I think, one of the things that's so amazing. that There, there will be people, this will be their first time. And I think that's fantastic. So that's going to be a huge highlight for me. And the way I look at it, was it going to go on for three years? So It's a long road. It's a long road. <laughs> so I'm not thinking about it as an end at all. I'm thinking about it as a beginning. And this will go on. For, I think this, these expos these will go will on get forever. bigger than ever. Right. Bigger than ever. We're Felix Kikuro, Bob Brodsky, my friends forever. Thanks for joining me in the Kiss Room. In the morning I raise my head And I'm thinking of days gone by And the thing I want out of life is I want you! Simmons, you're listening to The Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. You wanted the best and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter!
Kiss Army. We're back. We're here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. We are recording here. I'm with Chris Metzger, who I met actually in September 2016. 16. September's show at the Allentown Fairgrounds. We had a great time right there with Kiss. Chris, we're putting everybody on the spot. You're in the Kiss room. Yeah. Favorite Kiss memory? The first time I met Peter Chris. He is my hero. He's the reason I'm a drummer. He's the reason I'm a musician. Um, first time, the second time I met him was actually a better experience as far as our just the rapport we had together. He actually cried and he was New hugging York me. Kiss Expo. Right? Uh, the, the first one was New York. Right. The second one was New Jersey, um, the horror convention right. last year. The second one was very special to me, but the first time meeting him in uh, June uh, twenty. That 17, 17 right. was my best kiss memory because that's the first time I met him. That's and we fantastic. were in line for, you were there, Yes. Uh, eight hours yes. until we got in. It was a long day, <laughs> but it was worth the three minutes I had with him. That's fantastic. Now, with that in mind, I mean, thinking about the end of the road, what does the end of the road mean when you think about it to you? It's bittersweet, really. Um, it's the end of the road as far as probably seeing them perform live. But I don't think it's the end of the road to actually get to still meet them. Right. I just did one of the Paul Stanley meet and greets in Wentworth galleries for some artwork. How was that? It was amazing. Talk about the experience. I was speechless, pretty much. My wife, fortunately, is a art fanatic. So she actually was talking to him about his Mona Lisa. My wife was right. just in France and saw the real Mona Lisa and asked him why he did the Mona Lisa. And she said, well, she needed a facelift. <laughs> so it was his version. So she still wants to buy that version. But I eventually was able to speak, and I had him sign my Kiss Destroyer. And um, I told him if my house was burning down, I would save my wife and Kiss Destroyer. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he laughed, and he said, I would really only save your wife. But he appreciated it. Um, but it was, a, it was a great experience. Just the one-on-one -on -one time where you're actually... Not dealing with other people, uh, rushing you through. Um, you're not really dealing with the band per se. Right. It's just more personal time and about the art. It takes the music out of it. Although right. I brought my destroyer, it still was a different experience. So and it was great. I, I wouldn't trade it for you anything. You know, in some ways, you're meeting Paul Stanley, the artist, not necessarily Paul Stanley, the star child at that right. moment. Exactly. And I think it's great. That adds a whole other level. The fact that your wife really has also that real understanding of art. I'm sure, in some ways, he's glad. Somebody, especially your wife's, very attractive as well. I'm sure Paul doesn't mind that. Yeah. But you <laughs> figure at these events, everybody. Tell me about, you know, Destroyer in 1970. Right. There, you're talking artwork with them. Yeah. It's pretty great. So it's yeah. like it's fantastic. So what else is going on? Anything fun and exciting? Just here at the uh, New Jersey Kiss Convention, so I'm excited for this. Have you picked up anything from these, these dealers? We're lock, walking around. We keep saying this room is filled. You could go broke in 10 minutes. Yeah, I bought a couple. Um, it's just some artwork that a guy did. Um, it's like fine art with he did with on the train. Wow. Um, they're, they're great. And he gave me a good deal on all four. I'm trying to limit my purchases because <laughs> my wife is going to kill me. Um, because I buy too much. <laughs> so we have to redo the entire basement so it stuff right. fits. Yeah, you got to have room for your kids. Yeah. Stuff. Um, but we're here. I only came today for an autograph from Ace. I only need him to sign one more thing, and it's one of Len Delicio's right. pictures. And I did the meet and greet or the VIP for tomorrow, but he's not signing tomorrow. Not signing so tomorrow, So I came right. today myself just for him to sign this one thing. Um, but other than that, it's just living the kiss dream, I living guess you Living the kiss could say. dream. 
And you're in the Kiss Room here on Mako Radio where music and minds meet. Kiss Army, we're back here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. I'm joined by DJ Lick It Up, Ed Universo, spinning some music for us today here at the Expo. Ed, how are you? Good, man. How's it going? It's good to see you. Now, look, you look fantastic. I'll tell you, you've dropped a ton of weight. You look phenomenal. That's what happens when they cut into your chest, <laughs> you know, and they start doing things. You start learning about eating right and stuff. I haven't what learned that do? yet. You know, the doctor said diet, so I colored my beard. So nah, it's no, <laughs> you look good, Matt. You know, I said you are a powerful and attractive man. Now, look, Ed, you've been a fan a long time, but I'm putting everybody on the spot today. Yeah. What are your favorite, what's your favorite Kiss memory? Oh, jeez. 
You know, 2006, there was a lot that went on. You know, I got to I got to meet Gene and Paul the first time. You know, I was dressed in costume, and we were at the uh, Halloween parade. Right. And uh, you know, Gene, I met Gene outside, and he looks at me. He, he to put it like Gene, he looked me up, he looks me down, or Paul does it, <laughs> and he just looks at me, and he goes, "Impressive," and he goes, "Show me." And I stick my tongue out, you know, and he goes. Very good. And he walked away. I mean, I'm sure he does it to everybody, but that's my thing. So <laughs> that was great. Yep. Yeah, that was fun when they were in the Halloween parade. That yeah, was a yeah. blast. So, awesome. and then I'm kind of asking everybody. Look, now you've had a long history as a Kiss fan. Mm-hmm. What does the end of the road mean to you? It's it's emotional, you know. I mean, Kiss has been with me through family problems, death, divorce, marriage, everything. They've always been the constant, you know? So, I mean, I always look forward to going to a concert. I mean, are they still going to make music? Probably, you know, they're still going to do their thing. But you look forward to going to that concert. I'm looking forward to March at the Garden, you know? I'm looking forward to August at at Prudential, you know? It's just a... But then when it's all done, it's like, oh, wow, you know? You know, cover bands are great. Tribute bands are great. But it's not the not the real thing. I mean, everybody gets old. I can't rock and roll all night anymore, you know? <laughs> At least so, part of the day. Part of the day. Every <laughs> other day, you know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be rough, I think, after that last show, you know? Yeah. So. so you're spinning music today. Talk about that. Well, you know, I was approached a little late in the, uh, the planning period, and they said, you know, we had you. At, at the last one we had, why don't you come down? You know, we'll stick you in the main room, and then... Well, you know, they were like, well, we don't know if we can get you in the main room. There's a lot of things going on. And I said, I got you. I got to listen. I want, I'm want. i a fan. I want to be there wherever you can stick me. If it's an hour, I'm good to go, you know. So when all said and done, I'm standing here in the morning going, uh, so where do I go? And everybody's walking by me. Everybody's going. And they just said, all right, we'll put you in the main room next to the stage. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so at least, I, you know, I get to hang out when Ace is there. You know, it all works out forward, in the end. So, you know, so it's all good. It's all good, 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 good. You know. I mean, I get to play. I, I do have a charmed life. You know what I'm saying? I get to hang out with Kiss fans all day. I get to play Kiss all day. I get to buy Kiss things right. all day. And you could go broke in this room. I could. I could. So it, it's a good thing. I can't complain, you know. So. Well, Ed, thanks for joining us on the Kiss Room. You're listening to the Kiss Room from the New Jersey Kiss Expo on Myco Radio, where music and minds meet. That's a pleasure.
Kiss Army, we are back. I'm here at the New Jersey Kiss Exit with Peter Vassallo. Peter, I'm putting everybody on the spot. Favorite Kiss memory? Probably be, would be the first time I got to meet them face-to-face at an autograph signing. That was just like, you could see the, my face in the pictures with Gene and Paul that it just, you know, 20 years in the making. I mean, there have been a lot of shows, you know, the reunion shows, all that. But, you know, that first time when you're like, you know. Now, what year is that? 93. 93. Okay, so like you're talking no makeup. Right. Describe the experience. Was it a meet and greet? Was it one it of was those? A, it was a signing. It was the meet and greet from when they did a, a Live 3. And there was a, there were Tower Records in Long Island. Right. And I went to the, there was another thing at that night. They signed the jacket that I have on now. Which I'm going to paint the picture for those of you listening. Peter has the coolest jacket. It's a leather jacket with a Creatures era. Now, is that airbrushed on the back? Because that's, remember when airbrushing was the coolest thing on the planet. That has held up very well over the years. For almost 25 years, yeah. Wow, and it's signed on the back. It's fantastic. So now, with with that kind of time frame in mind, think about what does the end of the road mean to you? It means that... I can finally get on with my life. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I mean, I've been a KISS fan for 45 years, and, you know, I'm really happy to be able to see them one last time. However many times I go to show, I got tickets for three of the New York shows. Uh, I may go to more. But, you know, it's just I'm happy that uh, it's lasted this long, and I'm going to be sad to see it go, but at the same time, hey, you know, it it was fun. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's really a celebration. And you think about all those things you've done over the years as a KISS fan. This is just, you know, one more piece of that puzzle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I, I, I'm already getting emotional. I'll, the Nassau Coliseum show is going to be at the venue where I first saw them in 1979, wow. almost 45 years wow. later. And I'm going to do a live stream on Facebook, not even at the show itself, but outside the venue going, hey, this is, you know, where I first saw KISS 45 years ago. And, you know, here we are now and, you know. That's fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us in the oh. Kiss Room. We're here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet.
And we're back at the New Jersey Kids Expo. This is Matt Porter. I'm here with Louis Otero and Vera, and we're talking about what are your favorite memories of Kiss. And I'm putting you right on the spot. My favorite memory of Kiss would be my favorite memory of Kiss would be when um, I actually took my son and my wife to see Kiss for the first time and brought them into that world. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And your favorite memory? It will have to be the same. The first time I saw those curtains fall and seeing Kiss for the first time was excellent. That's a great memory to have. Now, the funny thing, for those of you listening, you can't tell. Lewis has the coolest Gene Simmons t-shirt. It's a Love Gun era. Is that airbrushed on there? It looks fantastic. This is hand done by a friend of mine in Puerto wow. Rico, Abdel Von Grave. And he's got blood coming down the front. It looks very lifelike. It looks fantastic. And the hat as well with the demon boot. Now, look, here we are. We're really thinking about what does the end of the road, when they say the end of the road, what does that mean to you? I guess the end of the road is probably kiss kiss without makeup and stuff like that. I, I really think that they're going to do their off events and, and stuff like that, but... Um, as far as seeing those four magical images on, on the big stage and stuff like that, I think this is like really the end. This is it? Yeah. What do you think? It really is. I think it would be a very sad day for all the KISS fans, but like I heard Eric Singer said in an interview, it will be sponsored by Kleenex. <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by Kleenex right here in the KISS room on Mako Radio where music and minds meet.
back here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo, and I'm with Courtney Cronin Dole. Courtney, how are you? Hi, Matt Porter. I was so excited to see you. I was jumping up and down. I was literally jumping up and down with excitement. You know, I will say this is radio, but if you can imagine Courtney hopping across the floor, it was pretty <laughs> fantastic. One of the highlights of today, for sure. Now, look. Courtney, how are things going here today? You're working with Craig Gass. You're working the crowd. I'm working with Craig Gass. He's going to do Q&A with the celebs nice. on the stage. He did the Ace Fraley band this morning. Wow. And um, they told some really funny stories about Gene and about Ace. And I filmed all their funny stories. Each one of them told a funny story. So I had that live on my Facebook, and it's up now, and all the guys are tagged in it. So if anyone wants to see it, it's, it's a riot. That's fantastic. There's a lot of excitement. We're here in the dealer room. You can see Wicked just came walking in. They look fantastic. Oh, they look They so look like awesome. such rock stars. They're doing their thing. We're they across literally from Victor look like Staven. they have their own planet. I think they're from a different planet. I do they too. look great. So, so tell us, how have you found the New Jersey Expo so far? You know what? This has been a really nice group. Um, I've had a little too much fun. We can just say that. Uh, the last two mornings, uh, we've walked out. Um, I've been hanging out with Phil and Ryan and Jeremy and, and Craig and our friend Scott. So the last two mornings, we walked by each other and went, whoa, what were we doing last night? No more red wine tonight. Cold so. gin time again. Oh, God. We've been having so much fun. Everyone here is so nice, and it's just been such a great group, and we've been having a good time. So now one of the things I'm kind of asking everybody today, mm -hmm. one is... What is your favorite KISS memory? Oh. And I'm putting you on the spot. My favorite KISS memory? You know what? I think it was um, the time I accidentally fell on Gene. <laughs> All right, talk about that. <laughs> we were doing our um, meet and greet photo on the cruise, and we hit rough seas. And I fell, and I fell into Gene. <laughs> and he kind of caught me. And then, you know, and he's fully in gear, and, and he catches me, and I... I don't know why I said this, because it's something Paul had said last time that we had rough seas on stage, and I said, whoa, this place is really rocking now. And then he leans down into my ear and he goes, don't, nobody could ever say that we didn't rock. And I was like, okay. I had no comeback. I had nothing. I was like, okay, Gene, I love you. Like, I was an idiot. Oh, that's great. That's a great one. But I get starstruck around them. I think a lot of us do. You can't help it. You know, it is amazing when they're right up there next to you. To just And then your whole life kind of flashes. Been a fan for 40-something years, mm -hmm. and there's the guys. It is amazing. Now, with that in mind, I've been asking everybody else this question. What does the end of the road mean to you? Oh, well, you know, I started going to concerts a little later in life with Kiss. Um, so there is, like, there's a little piece of all of our hearts, I think, that are a little bit sad. But you know what? It's life. It's time. I think they're... I think it's going to be really fun. Um, right. There's a lot of like whispers about who's going to be touring with them. Right. I'm putting my money on Slaughter. There you go. I'm hoping for that. Wow. I don't know. You heard it here in the Kiss Room first. I'm hoping for that. Well, I, I asked someone who is friends with them, and I just said, I was like, is it true? Because everyone's kind of whispering that it might be Slaughter, and he just was stone-faced, and I'm like, Okay, I guess no decisions have been made no yet. No decisions have been made. Yeah, because he just didn't know what to say. He was like, um, but whatever. He could also be messing with me. Right. So I'm just hoping it is, because I think that'd be really cool. That'd be great. Wouldn't it? Absolutely. So any other, everybody knows you from the cruise and from comedy. Any new jokes? You uh, yeah, everybody. All three people. Come you know on. me from comedy. You know what's funny? Like no one really comes up to me and says hi when I'm by myself. But then when I'm with Craig, they're like, "Hey, Courtney!" <laughs> like they don't know. But um, 
I don't know. I was just saying, like, last night we were joking around, like, they had drinks on the um, at the bar, and they had the love gun. Right. And I forget the second one. And then we were like, this is unacceptable. We're going to write new ones. So me and, and Phil Schaus and their friend David Stonich and um, Kim, whose last name I don't know, but she's lovely, we sat down and we started writing all these new drink names. And my favorite one was, who wants to be Chardonnay? <laughs> <laughs> and then we had stouted out loud. Um, oh, God, I don't remember the rest, but we had some good ones. We know you can make a really strong back in the New York Long Island iced tea. Oh, that's a good that's a good one. And you know, if you get really drunk, you could be plastered caster. Oh my God, those Come are on, great! Right? <laughs> I was so bad at it last night. I had like dirty martini living, <laughs> and like I mean, we just had like such silly ones. But that's good, plastered caster. There you go. Well, that's the next morning when you're way too hungover. No, I'm putting that on the list because we're going to turn it in, and we're asking management to post our list of drinks. <laughs> What's going to be in the plastered caster? That's going to have to be something pretty know, strong. I don't know hard alcohol at all, so I wouldn't know how to make one. All I can think of was wine. Oh, we had living in Zin at the Holiday Inn. That sounds sophisticated. Yeah, that's a fancy Zin. Oh, my God. Fantastic. Well, Courtney, any new jokes that you can tell us? I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, my God. Well, I came up with this joke last night because we were just talking about the difference between men and women. It's like, men are different than women. And I was like, that's true. Like, when you go to a concert, men love guitar solos and women love guitar players. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Courtney, thanks for spending time with us in the Kiss Room at the New Jersey Expo. Any last-minute words? Always. I love you, Matt Porter, and I love the Kiss Room, and I love Podcast Rock City. I'm so glad you guys are here. We're having a blast here in New Jersey on the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Hey, this is Paul Stanley. And this is Gene Simmons from KISS, and you're listening to The KISS Room. Where the fuck is Matt Porter? Son of a bitch owes me $2. KISS Army, you're back. We're here at the New Jersey KISS Expo, and I'm with Phil Schaus from the Ace Fraley Band, Gene Simmons Band, yes. and right here in New Jersey. Phil, how are, are you? Awesome. Having a great time. How are you? You know, it sounds like you've been singing a lot and probably having a good time. Last night was one of those nights, yeah. It was <laughs> great. We're having a ball here. This is awesome. So now look, 2018 for you. Pretty amazing. Give us a little insight. Yeah, it is the, the past two years have just been like, really? Twice? To say you know, that you're part of the Gene Simmons band and the Ace Fraley band. Which either of those on their own is On their own is quite amazing. Feat, yeah. <laughs> so now look, give people a little bit of insight. Funniest moments, strangest moments, most surreal moment. To be living that kind of dream, take us inside. It's really, as far as surreal moments, uh, every single minute <laughs> is, you, we're playing, you know, we spent the past two days rehearsing um, with Ace for the show, for the right. album show tomorrow. And um, yeah, it's just always like, in a, in a, we were in a tiny rehearsal room and it's looking next door, looking to my left and there's Ace Nick Fraley. You know, it's just, it's just fantastic. And he couldn't be cooler. Um, he was super excited about the shows. So yeah, every every single and with Gene it was the same thing too. Like looking to my left and there's Gene from the Simmons and we're playing these songs. Right. You know? Which those Gene Simmons band shows, I was lucky enough to catch you twice. 
some of the most fun that I've ever had. And really, oh, like the Thanks, fact man. that you were pulling out songs, the one that got me was that when I saw you in Philly, Sweet and Dirty Love. You know, he's, oh, we've never played about this before. Sweet and yeah. Dirty Love. And everything was going crazy. And the bit that I love was when you brought that little kid on stage and the theater of it, that as if he had been pulled out of the crowd, and he says, are we going to do Parasite? And yeah. the, the crowd going berserk. And the fact that you guys played it so well as if he really was plucked out of the crowd. Just, hey, there's a kid. Hey, kid, you play guitar? Sure, I play a little bit of guitar. Well, that was always fun. That the it kids, was, it was we locked down and had some great kids yeah. uh, play with us. We actually interviewed that guy on uh, the Kiss Room, and he talked about being in the School of Rock and things like that. And I remember thinking, you guys played it perfectly. It yeah. was really funny. It so. was all a big setup and show business. Hey. Hey kid, you got the goods. So now, and now you switch from Gene to Ace. Talk about that. It's taking you all around the world. It was, uh, yeah, that kind of Gene had a big part in that. Um, it was pretty much, I'm busy for the next three years. Why don't you hire my guys? <laughs> he had a big part in it, and um, we all get along with him. He's again, he couldn't be cooler, and we're having a ball, and he's working really hard. We all work really hard. We'll show tomorrow to be great, but yeah, we're just. I can't say enough good things about both experiences with Gene and Ace. It's so. an amazing thing to be able to, to do. You're doing this full album, the full 78 solo album. What has that been like, diving into such an iconic piece of work for Ace? Well, it's it's just, um, you know, I, I, I mimed the whole record in my mirror. <laughs> you know, and so we're actually doing it. Right. And it, what's cool about this is... We're playing some of these tunes for the first time right. ever, like Ozone. I said, you ever did Ozone before, Ace? He goes, no, I couldn't do it. With, 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 I don't have three guitar players. <laughs> so now we can pull off like Fractured Mirror. We can we can make them sound like the record. We got the, the instrumentation to do it. And it is amazing with that much guitar on stage. The sound that you guys get is phenomenal. Oh, thank you. And I think We know how to do it. it. Right. Like, we know how to arrange, and we kind of know. Well, I'm playing bass now with Ace, but... With three guitars, you know, you got to learn how to arrange them like Skinner. Like right. they made three guitar players sound like one. Right. Kind of. It was huge, but you got to know how to do it. It, it sounds be, like it can, the album. It can be a muddled mess right. if you don't do it right. So you have to do it. It, it takes work. When you were playing with Gene and you would pull out those obscure tunes, yeah. What was that like to get him to go to a song that maybe he hasn't ever done? That was our goal with those shows. We knew what we wanted to do, um, and then. He was cool with it. He kind of asked us, what are some cool songs we could do? So, oh, here we go. We sort of nail him. And he would, we'd try anything. That's the thing. He would, uh, he never, one time, um, we, we were talking about the 80s tunes. And we just, oh, we should do No, No, No. His response was this, no, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, everything else, he'd go, sure, we'll try. But no, he was great. He was down with everything. Who was in charge of making the huge cue cards? Oh, Jeremy. He has the, uh, unfortunately for him, he has the best handwriting of the three of us. So, yeah, that was him. I would notice that somebody would shout out a song and then there'd be somebody digging through the cue card box to get ready. <laughs> now, when you think about that, what are some songs that you said, okay, no, 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 there's an example, but was there anything else that you thought of that would be great and he just totally shot it down? There's Ryan Cook right there. Ryan Cook, come on in, talk to us on the Kiss Room. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the Kiss Room. What, what room are we in? We're in the Kiss oh, Room. And look, funny? we actually are in a room, in kiss room. of Kiss. Yeah. See, look at that. And you have a button, and you don't even have to give me I the $100 bill. Look at this that. It's great. amazing. Good to see you. Welcome to New Jersey. We're having the best time ever. Now, look, we were talking to Phil. 
Gene Simmons band. Yeah. Ace Fraley band. Ace Fraley band. You guys have had a fun couple years. We're having the best. Uh, the best. Fun is an understatement. It does seem, and I, I will say this, I like that I can live vicariously through your adventures oh, because thanks, I thanks. see thank the you. Facebook post. And there you are live in Japan, and everybody's you know, having the best time ever. And we're just watching you Facebook live. It's fantastic because it really seems to me to be a dream. It is. Yeah. It is. We're always pinching ourselves. It's, it's crazy. And Philip's the king of Facebook Live, so you right. can thank him for all the live posts that we're doing and everything. I should go live right now. Yeah, you you know, it'd be great because the fact is that, like, really watching that kind of stuff, like, you know, and especially when you're over in Japan with Gene and things like that, you go, you think about the 1978 photos of oh, yeah. Kiss in front of all those things, and you guys would recreate we'll try a lot of those to. poses. And I said it to Phil, and I said it to a lot of people, going to uh, Japan with Gene was really like going with a beetle. Yeah. <laughs> it really was, man. It's just insane. I mean, they're they're so just revered over there as being, you know, kissing the Beatles are still just huge there. Huge. And and you know, luckily we've been able to kind of share that with all your photos. Now, I said to Phil, I asked him, what's the most surreal or kind of unreal moment that you've had along the way in the I last think, couple of years? I think it happens every day because honestly, I still if me with Gene on stage, you look over and there's Gene, right? And that's still surreal, and it's going to be from this day till the end. You know what? I mean, it's always going to be surreal to us. And then now, looking over and seeing Ace. Right. It's it's still, it's all one big surreal moment, man. See, it's, I, would, it's crazy. Was, I would say that, the fact that when I saw you in the Lancaster American Music Theater. I remember. And at the end when he says, okay, I need 50 people up on stage. Now you figure you guys get to live that dream all the time. Here I am, I jump right up on stage, and now I'm standing <laughs> right next to Gene Simmons, and he says, all right, you all know this, we're all going to sing, and they yeah. did rock and roll all night. Yeah. And if you could have said to 10-year-old Matt, you're going to someday be standing as close as I am to you, to Gene Simmons, singing yeah. rock and roll all night. It was the kind of moment you can't get. Absolutely. And everybody says, oh, you know, it's this and that and the other, and how much is it going to cost? And is that cost of a ticket? Yeah. I was on stage yeah. with you guys. Isn't that amazing? Singing rock and roll night. It's a moment I will never forget. Yeah, awesome. And it's great that both of you answered kind of the same, that every minute is the most surreal moment. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's just, everybody out, and it's, and it's a valid question. You know, people are like, what's your favorite moment? I, I go, I, I don't know if they're if right it's now. happened yet. Because it's right <laughs> now. I know, yeah. Yeah. So... We were just talking to Phil about this. You're going through the 1978 solo album. Yeah. What do you think about going through songs that have never been played live? Never been played. Uh, there's some stuff, and we were joking earlier because, you know, we learned it, and we already knew most of it, but there's a couple things that I didn't know, and, but Phil had already known it. But it's funny watching Ace because he's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> no, really, because there's some stuff that he's relearning with us, and he'll say it. He'll go, what the what the hell was I thinking when I wrote this? Yeah, it's fun to see him dig back into the stuff and, and really get into it and go, almost, wow, but, I did no, that? You know. But that being said, he's digging going back on everything he did. I mean, I can tell, we can all tell that he's having a lot of fun doing it. And he's we, kind of telling stories like, oh, when we recorded that, I used this pickup. And so he's giving us kind of... I think it's funny when stories. you think about it for, you know, for us that are myself especially a geek and you think about all these things for him he's going back in time yeah. to making those songs and like you know i think i'm 10 years old in 1978 yep. and i'm thinking of going back in time he's going back in his mind and you're walking through those footsteps with him again in 2018 yeah. and we're still celebrating it's amazing yeah. it's amazing yeah. 40 years ago yeah yeah wow. no it's a it's a awesome definitely an awesome moment i mean you know and i'm from if i'm if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure that... Actually, I know. I am right. I'm going to say it. 
He's the first uh, member of KISS to perform the, a solo album front to back. That's right. And we're proud of that. It's fantastic. I'll tell you, you guys are going to knock it out of the park. We'll, oh, yeah, we will. It, we're excited. We can't wait. So, look, I got people listening all around the planet. Any messages for the KISS Army everywhere on the planet? Uh, I'll start. It was Ryan. Uh, just thank you. Seriously, it's like, you know, first of all, I, if he hears it, great. You probably won't, but if Gene were to hear this, we always thank him for trusting us to be. Gene listens to the kids. Yeah, there you go. That's, there you go. That's right. We always we we're grateful to him for trusting us with Kiss's music and letting us play with him. And um, you know, we always did our best to and to make the fans happy because that's the one thing was Kiss fans are rough. Kiss fans yeah. are real unforgiving. And they they when know it comes it. to the music, <laughs> and that's why we always just try our best. So just a big thank you to everybody. Yeah, we really appreciate the support of the army and. I don't know. It feels like they relate to us because it's we're we're those people, you know. Right. We just lucked out and we. I think, kiss like lottery. I said, because you have shared so much and we've been able to kind of look inside the journey. It's fun, you know. Like you figure that's back in the day. Kiss wasn't sharing a selfie on the way to the airport, but we've gotten to go with you guys, and that's been the blast. Is really kind of being able to go along and. You know, I'll be sitting at work some of the time, and depending on what time zone you're in, you're in the middle of some airport, and it's just cool. I'm like, look at those guys are doing great. We so, love being able to do it, yeah. you know, because we, we're we're doing fun, cool stuff, and like, you know, we, we're having we're having a blast. What do you think now? Thinking about playing with Ace tomorrow? Favorite song to play with Ace? Right off the top of your head, don't even think about it. Uh, probably in need of love. In need of love. Yeah. yeah. There you in go. Need of love and also wiped out's a close second. Fantastic. Probably Ozone might be second for me. It was cool. Fantastic. Ryan Cook, Phil Schaus, thanks for joining us in the Kiss Room. We're looking at Wicked. You know what they remind me of? You remember the monsters that Kiss fought at the roller coaster and Kiss (laughs) me so fan of those white wolf guys? Now, see, it's funny. We got Wicked coming along. To me, this is where rock and roll is headed. We need bands to come back with a look. And I said to Chad, who's right there, he did more sit-ups this morning than I've done in 25 years. <laughs> so it's pretty amazing. They look great. They, they have that rock star vibe. They come walking yeah. in. And sorry, I didn't mean to put my face, no, my right, fist man. right in your right. face. But, hey, we're having the best time ever. Thanks, guys, for joining yeah, us. Man. I Thanks, really appreciate Matt. it. Good to, good to see you again, man. Thanks, Thank Al. you. Good to see Thank you, you. Always. always. That was great.
right, we're back here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. I am with Wicked. They look fantastic. Guys, welcome to the Kiss Room. How's it going? It's great to be back. It's going so good. If I was any better, I'd be twins. It's amazing. The, uh, <laughs> now, look, you guys, uh, the first time I ever saw you was New, Jer- New York Kiss Expo, New Jersey Kiss Expo a couple years ago. Yep. Same thing today. You walk in and every head turns. A bunch of rock stars, people. If you can't imagine the cool, how cool they look, because it's radio, but you've seen their pictures on Facebook, amazing. Bringing back that look of rock, and everybody that plays knew this is a rock band. He's flexing the muscles. Chad did more sit-ups <laughs> yeah. in the last five minutes than I've done in 25 years. It's amazing. <laughs> now look, rock and roll. The album came out this year, and. I love it. I'm going to say it's my number one favorite CD of 2018. Not we appreciate even just that. There. And I'll say the other cool thing. When I got mine in the mail, autographed. You guys know how to do it. Bring it something extra. And a button, too. There was a button in there, right? Rock and roll, baby. So 2019, what's ahead for Wicked? You know what? We're in the studio right now, so we got some surprises coming up. We're doing an EP right now. And uh, who knows? We're just talking about some other things that we might be doing. So, you know, a lot of shows... Always touring, you know what I mean? It's it's rock and roll. You got to get out there and play live. So, now here's a question: Thinking about the rock and roll CD, now you're in the studio. Hot stage lights. Can that song become one? Because I love that, and I love that. Uh, that song. may be coming around very soon for See, you. That needs you to may come be back pleasantly around. surprised Fantastic. on the CD. That's one of my favorites. I when the last time I met you, Bob gave me a CD with a bunch of the songs on it. Said, "Check this out." So I listened to that, and, and when that wasn't on there, I'm like, "Oh, come on, you guys! I want that." <laughs> Holding out on you. <laughs> Holding out, making me want more. We, we've like heard it. that a lot. It's funny we don't play it a lot, so. It's going to go right back into rotation. See, once, it, once it was in my CD player, then, you know, that's heavy rotation because that's right. And, and you've called into the Kiss Room a couple times, which I appreciate. That's right. And I'll tell you, I want to say thank you because the last time you had called in, I wasn't in a good place. I'm in a good place today. So that's I great to hear. You know, life is good. and we're here We, we weren't in a good place either. We were in uh, New Orleans locked out of our uh, hotel room. <laughs> Drunk. <laughs> I think you're having all the fun. Way more fun than anybody else. So I'm pretty sure. That round of laughs that just came up means trouble. <laughs> so now think about this. Now obviously you're young guys, but where do you get the inspiration for the kind of rock that we love here in 2018? Where is it coming from? It's funny. We were just talking with you know the guys from the Gene Simmons band and uh, Ace Freely band, and we're saying like, do we just we're, we're practicing, we're rocking, we're making our own songs, and then when we're not doing that, we're listening to that old '70s rock and roll, you know, Thin Lizzy, UFO. Yeah, I mean the Stars, Hugh, Alice Cooper, Mata Hoople. Yeah. Going back to the good stuff, right? Oh That's yeah, fantastic. Now, Scotty, we're raffling off a guitar today, right? Oh yeah, it's my signature S guitar from the Holster Company. And it was and seen in the Reptile Roots video. Yep, yep. So people are going to have a chance to win that today here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. Yeah, By the just time stop. they hear this, somebody will have won it. That's right. Because we're not live. We're on Memorex. Here we go. But somebody will win that. Does it come with you showing them a chord or two? Oh, sure. Just come on by the <laughs> He might grab your ass, too. He's a big ass grabber. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> oh, you guys, it's something else. So now, look, 2018, you're going to be touring. Any chance of some shows in Philly area? What do we, we think We about were just that? talking. Philly's the hot spot right now. That's our number one go-to this year. Yeah, we definitely want to get out there. We were talking with people out there. What so. kind of venue are you looking at? Dude, it's got to be rock and roll. We don't care. There's some just great spots let's in Let's do Philly, it. You know? And you guys would go over really well. Philadelphia still loves to rock. Absolutely. So we got the guys from Wicked. Any thoughts to send out to all your fans here in 2018 as we roll into the new year? Get out there. See live shows. Support rock and roll. And never stop rocking.
That's right. Check out Wicked Rock and Roll Official.com. Facebook.com slash the band Wicked. Wicked Rock and Roll on Instagram and Twitter. Just keep it alive, everybody. Come on. We love you. Rock and roll. <laughs> yes, you know, it's nice. Now, really, Instagram, they need to follow you because there is the look. You know, right. bands today, they just don't look as cool as you guys. That's really, that's the, that's the attraction. Thank I think you. there's women who are going to want some posters. You know, that maybe they can get a laminated one. Lita Ford was over there selling the sexiest poster. If you go see Lita Ford. But I think there's some ladies who want, maybe some guys, who want your poster. You know? There's no doubt about it. That's awesome, man. Wicked it's guys, thanks a million. We're here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. Thank you. On Marco Radio, where music and minds meet. <laughs> yeah! Everybody, it's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. You wanted the best, and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter.
we're back here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. I'm here with Ace Scoble. Ace, how are you? Great, great. I just got here, and this is a great setup here. This looks this looks phenomenal here, and I'm looking forward to this weekend. It's an amazing setup, and the room that we're in is filled with dealers, and you can easily go broke in about 10 minutes. There's a lot of cool merch. There's no doubt about it. And look, I've been putting everybody on the spot. We're having a lot of fun here at the great. end of the year with what is your favorite memory of KISS? Okay, I'd say my favorite memory of KISS, there's a lot of them, was going to the Palladium in 1980 and walking through New York City and in anticipation of going to the 1980, July 25th, 1980, walking, I think we walked like 20, 30 blocks from Grand Central, and walking down there and that energy, and, I, and at the time I think it was only 17, and my mother let me go to New York City on the train and just walking there and and going to Eric Carr's first show and and that anticipation. Of course my first kiss show was a few years before that, but that it was something about that that and that's like a show that was an in infamy was the only right. US show in that in Eric's first show. And it's the energy and it's the vibe. It's what you remember. It's the yeah. thing about KISS that, you know, I've been so happy to talk to everybody today. There's so many great memories, but there's always that feeling of excitement that, that what people have had. Yeah. And with that in mind, I mean, obviously, they're talking end of the road. What does that mean to you? Uh, well, I think it means that that's probably going to be the last big tour they do. And it's going to be, they're going to try to do it in a big way. And um, it means to me that we're going to see, we're going to not see them in this form anymore. We might see them in other things. This will be, be the tour. But I think, I think mostly it means um, it's going to be a great era of this band, of this, of this 40, 45 years, of a band that's in history that will look at, at other bands that pale in comparison. Right. So um, I, I'm just really interested to see how this this big this is going to be or, or, or you know kiss usually doesn't disappoint right and and they usually got a lot of surprises too so um and and uh i don't know i i'd say it lasts as long as the demands there but uh the final final show will be I, it'll be bittersweet, you know. Right. It'll be it'll be very but yeah we have a lot of things going on now i know you run the ace fraley ozone group Ace is going to be playing his entire 78th solo album. Now, that's something that they're saying is not going to be a one-time thing. There's a chance he could go out all next year and do that at theaters. What do you think of the possibility of that? I think it's great. I heard I heard an interview he's saying something that he might do, do a theater and right. have a DVD. But I think it's a great idea to do the 78th solo album, maybe do four or five other songs. And I think that'll get his keep his uh, juices going. He's got a couple more albums coming out. And um, I think it's a phenomenal idea. And I'm, I'm interested to see tomorrow, you know, what's going to go on. Because it's like four or five of those songs he's really never played live. Right, never played live. Yeah. And um, I, I was listening to him talk about it. But um, I heard a little segments of some of the, uh, the um, rehearsals, you know. And uh, it, so it sounds interesting. But that album... Has always looked back at one of the, you know, the Kiss Ace has got a big part in the sound. Absolutely. So, so that album has always been looked back every, fondly by any 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 fan of Kiss. But um, yeah, it gives us something else to do. You know, we got the Kiss thing, you got the Ace thing, and um, you know, I think I think it's going to be a great thing if they could do that. 
and uh, I think it'd be a great idea. It's going to be great. He's got a great band now. Too. A lot going on in the 2019. If you could pick a favorite song off that album, what is it? Ozone. Ozone. <laughs> Here in the Kiss Room on Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet.
Matt Porter back here with you at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. I'm joined by Bill Deaver, Rick McDonald, and we're here having a great time. I'm putting everybody on the spot. What is your favorite Kiss memory? Um, for mine, it's pretty easy. It, it'd have to go back to uh, December 22nd, so the anniversary's coming up. Uh, 1977, I was uh, 12 years old. My brother was 19 or 20. He got tickets and Philadelphia Spectrum. You know, it was it was amazing, you know, to finally see my heroes in full, you know, full live bombastic glory. At the height uh, of being kissed. Uh, I mean, and the best thing is, is my brother actually took in a small mini tape recorder and recorded the whole show. Wow. And it's one of the worst bootlegs you're ever going to hear. <laughs> but I play it every year on that day because what's the best thing about it to me is I literally hear my 12-year-old self just screaming. That's and I awesome. I remember my brother was so mad at me when the show was over. He goes, he's like, "You what? You didn't shut up the whole damn time, <laughs> and, and you hear me every song just saying, just I wouldn't shut up." And it, and now I listen to myself, and I'm and I'm listening to myself going, "Oh, for the love of God, shut the hell up!" You know. So, but yeah, that was it because. It was, you know, to see your heroes in full color, that it was, it was awesome. And you have the evidence to prove it. Yep. Then I, <laughs> I finally put it on the, you know, I, I turned it into an MP3, so now it's on my uh, iTunes and everything. So, yeah, it's fantastic. That's dynamite. Shout out to your brother for thinking to record that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Rick, favorite Kiss memory? Uh, pretty much the same type of thing. Just uh, probably October of 1990 was the first time that I saw them. It was in Portland, Maine. Um, on the Hot in the Shade tour. I had been a fan for probably 10 years since I was about five. I was like 15, 16 years old. And just to see them in person and play right in front of you was just uh, Have them right over there. the top. And that was a great tour. Probably probably one of their best ones out of makeup. So. so now we're talking about tours that you've seen, but now we're also thinking about the end of the road. What does that mean to you? Um, I haven't really, really thought about it. Um, I'm most excited about this tour. It's not even really got anything to do with them. It's bringing my five-year-old daughter to see him. Um, lucky enough to have her and uh, lucky enough they're still alive to go out and play. Isn't that amazing when you think about it? You think about your shows that you've seen. Now, there really is a whole generation of fans who are going to see Kiss for the first time yeah. on the last tour. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yep. I was literally probably her age when I found my brother's uh, or my sister had uh, Love Gun alive, you know, stuffed in the uh, family little, you know, record collection, and that was it. That's amazing that you can share that with her. I think yeah. that's spectacular. And Bill, end of the road. What are you thinking? Well, I mean, to me, I, I, I do personally believe. I don't listen to the skeptics. I think this is it. I do think when they finally, I mean, they literally said three years, so. In whatever that is, 2021. So it's a long road. Yeah, it's a long road. But I do think they are going to shut it down, and they will not tour anymore. But I don't think they're ever going to fully go away. You might. I think they'll still release some stuff. You know, oh, we just found this unreleased material. Right. We'll, you know. So, yeah, the touring part's going to go away. I don't think we'll get any new music because, let's face it, you know, it's just not what right. it used to be. Um, I am going to be sad when it's over. You know, I have three shows right now 
I'm probably going to at least get two more, right. you know, because, you know, where I live, I can get New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania in a heartbeat. So I have the, I have the three shows. I'm probably going to get a couple more. And, you know, when the day comes, I can't buy any more tickets. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably going to be, my wallet will be happy. Right. But I'm going to be sad, you know. <laughs> I'm excited because... The first show I have next year is literally on my birthday. Wow. So, you know, it's like, okay, I had to do it. It's like I never had a chance to do that, so I'm happy I get to do that. But, yeah, it'll, it'll, That's be, special. it'll be sad. So yeah. That's going to be great, though, and you're listening to The Kiss Room on Monaco Radio where music and minds meet. Thank <laughs> you. 
We're back here at the New York, New Jersey Kiss Expo. I'm here with Ralph Asbury. Ralph, how are you doing? Welcome back to the Kiss Room. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back, Matt. We're having a great time all weekend long. I don't know how long I can remain standing, but I'm still here. There's people everywhere. There's vendors everywhere. The room that we're in is packed with things that you could spend all your money very quickly. Absolutely. Now, the one thing many people here are looking for is the Prophecy CD on album. Ralph, talk about that. You know, Prophecy was, for those who, who don't know, which is most of you, <laughs> it was a, a, an album that I did years ago uh, as a tribute album to the great Eric Carr. And it was a little bit different than most tribute albums because most tribute albums are cover songs celebrating a band or a songwriter or, or a solo artist. Prophecy was primarily songs that I wrote as a musician showing influence. Now, I'm not a drummer. Right, but Eric was such an influence as a person in a band that you know he did influence my music that way, as how to approach things and things like that. You know, so I wrote these songs, and the way it sort of came about was I, I met Eric's sister Loretta, and you know we had some conversations. She said to me, "Hey, you know, you're working on the, the, this recording. Would you like to release a pre-kiss Eric Eric Carr song, right? You know, from a band called The Sellerman that Eric was in when he was a younger guy." And obviously, I jumped at that opportunity. And I also included uh, the original track, and I did a cover version of that same song as part of the album as well. That's the only cover song that's on there. Um, the rest of the songs, like I said, I wrote. The album cover, again, was Kiss Influence. It was what would I have been if I were in the band. Your own makeup, how that's about right. that? Now, that character is called the Night Traveler. It's based on a lunar moth. Right. Well, technically, it's called a Luna moth, but for trademark and copyright purposes, I call it the Lunar moth. Right. So, so that character is what my face is. It looks like the solo albums. It has the glow around the hair and the makeup, you know. And it went over very well, and and the Kiss community embraced it. Um, and the songs are good. That's the exciting part. You, you know, know you figure that's when it comes out. People yeah. see the cover, but then the music was really good. I think people liked it initially because they loved Eric. They said, "Okay, somebody did something for Eric." And for me and my ego, you know, it was great that people responded with, these are some good tunes. Right. You know, and I can honestly say that I listened to that album almost 20 years later now, and I listened to it not because it's me, not because I wrote the songs, but because I truly love those songs. I really like those exactly. songs. Exactly. They're nice songs. You know, That's good stuff. Yeah. So... Obviously, one of the things we're talking about with everybody, you've had a long history as a KISS fan, but I'm putting everybody in the spot. What's your favorite KISS memory? You know, I, I, have, I, I can't really talk about it. Um, it. It's not one of those, like, you, you know, CD rock and roll backstage right. stories. But I was able to attend the Hall of Fame induction. Wow. With Peter Chris. I worked with Peter sure. on his website and some other things. You know, and, and I attended the event with him. Um, with unprecedented access, which was funny because I had pretty much the run of the venue and Doc McGee couldn't even get in, <laughs> which was a, a whole other story. But, but my favorite Kiss memory happened that night. Uh, most people were disappointed with that night, and there are aspects that I was sure. disappointed with yeah. also, the obvious things. But uh, immediately after they were inducted, the band was taken to the press room, which was literally behind the stage. So they came down the stairs, walked behind the stage, and there was a press room. You know, everybody, you know, in their press media thing, right. you know. And as they were preparing to go up there and answer media questions, Gene pulled Peter aside 
And I'm, I'm not going to share what was said because it was a very private, private thing. But I, I got to be a, a, literally a fly on the wall with something that was really just a nice moment. Wow. You know? So that that's my favorite. I really can't, you know, I, I love to share it. But it's personal, it but I think personal. we get the yeah. impression that's good. I mean, obviously, you had a unique it, well, it perspective, was a good right? Thing. And it's it, something it really the, nice. Yeah. And like I said, I think a lot of people were disappointed with the way that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame went. I think we all built it up in our mind much bigger than what they delivered. Right. But the And that's something that we have talked about a little bit online ourselves. Peter Chris, I really want him to come out on this end of the road at least in Philly, right? he's close by, one spotlight in the middle, they don't even gotta pr practice it, Right. Beth track comes on. That's right. Peter comes out, sings Beth. Beautiful. That's what I want. Beautiful. And if they're listening to the podcast right now, the Kiss Room, I'm saying that would be, for me, that's the way to do it. Absolutely. And Peter's close enough to Philadelphia, Wells Fargo Center, March 29th. Right. It's gonna be great. Right. So we're Absolutely. hoping for that. So, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, that's the kind of thing that I'm looking for. Yeah. But, like, when, when you hear End of the Road, what do you think about? You know, I've been in this KISS world, like most of us, for a long time, you know. And I think of the way things were when I first became into it. I was exposed to them when I was probably eight or, six, right. you know, six or seven or eight years old and stuff. I was more a wrestling guy as, right, a, as right. an adolescent. That was kind of the big thing for me at that time. And in high school, when I became more musically, you know, playing in bands and things like that, that's when I got back into this whole thing and, and everything. And I remember how things were in the fandom then, how things were in the band then, how exciting it was. You'd come to expos like this back then, right. and you'd hear rumblings. You'd hear people saying, I hear Gene showing up. I hear Paul showing up. I hear them putting the makeup back on. I, you know, this and that. And, you know, obviously those things didn't happen back then, but it was so exciting. It was such an exciting time. Going to see a tribute band in a bar right. when there was no internet, there was no thing, you know, you couldn't just watch stuff on YouTube and everything. That was the greatest thing. So end of the road for me, once you go from, you know, what, what our experience was with the band over the years, the reunion, the original band disbanding, you know, the band as it is now continuing on, and now it's coming to an end. I think about what's going to happen after this. Right. When KISS, is, is, they'll never be done like not exist anymore, but you know, when they're not a touring entity anymore, I doubt they'll ever be a recording entity ever again, possibly I suppose, but you know, after that, I, I hope what we all get is that excitement again. Not that there's no excitement right. now, but that, see, there's a different excitement. Back then there was a different excitement, and I hope that's what we get. That's what I think about when I think about End of the Road. You know, it's gonna be funny. I remember that exactly as you were talking about. Every expo was, you thought there was gonna be somebody who was gonna show up, or right. that maybe they'd put the makeup back on. That so now greatest. from the rest of our life, it's gonna be, you know, I heard they might do a show. Right, <laughs> right, right. Yep, they're I heard they're rehearsing. I heard they're rehearsing. rehearsing. And you know, there's a good chance that they'll come back and do something. Right. And for the rest right. of our lives, that's what we're gonna hope right. for. Now, unfortunately, <laughs> there was that one expo where Gene and Paul yeah, did show right. up, that's and they took everybody's story. stuff home with them. <laughs> I wasn't there. Just, just so everybody knows, I was not there. Well, Ralph, thanks for joining us in the Kiss Room. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
Kiss Army, we're back. We're here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo, having the greatest time ever. I'm here with Jay Jadowski. Jay, how are you? I'm good, man. How about you? If I was any better, I'd be twins. I'm having the best <laughs> time ever. Now, look, I've been putting everybody on the spot. All we're right. here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. Everybody's celebrating. Everybody's having the best time ever. What's your favorite Kiss memory? Right My off the top Kiss of your memory? head. Revenge Tour. Revenge Tour. Where In did Milwaukee, you see it? Wisconsin. It was the most amazing thing. It's like 4,800 people showed up, and the, the thing that was most impressive about that show, aside from the fact that it was all the pyro for once, was they couldn't get the logo to drop, and nobody knew what was going on. We thought, okay, they're not doing that. And then right before the Star Spangled Banner opened, the logo dropped as the first bomb went off, and that place exploded. I wow. have never heard any crowd that loud in my life. And they were excited for that. that. It was amazing. The logo dropped, and we thought it was planned. We realized, no, it wasn't. It was just amazing. That's fantastic. So that's a great memory. Now, the other thing, obviously, you're thinking back a bunch of years, but think of what does the end of the road mean to you? Realistically, not much because KISS will go on. Right. It's You have what we have here at this expo and at Indy and the others. It's a family thing. It's as much about all these people that are here as the band. Absolutely. So even if they're not touring anymore, you have... By then, it'll be 50-plus years' worth of music. All these fans, all the new fans, the tribute bands, the books, the toys. I mean, it is going to be, it's an eternal thing. Kiss Anywhere will live forever. That is, it's an eternal thing. I like that. That's a good way. Now, lots of stuff going on this year. What's been your favorite thing of 2018? The cruise. The cruise, fantastic. Anytime I get to be with the Kiss family, that's, to me, the, the big thing. That's why I, like, I booked to come here the very last minute, Thursday night. Like two nights ago, I was like, screw it, I'm coming. Only told one person I was coming, didn't tell my daughter, nobody else knew. Shocked the shit out of everybody because they had no clue I was actually coming. That's I great. walked in and Kenny Begley's like, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> Having fun at the New Jersey Kiss Expo right here on Mako Radio where music and minds meet.
And we're back here in the Kiss Room live from New Jersey Kiss Expo. I'm here with Joe from Pittsburgh. Yes, Eddie Trunk has given me that nickname. Joe has his Gene Simmons makeup on, looking so good, looking fantastic. If you could see it, I'm painting the picture for you here on radio. The uh, Now, what we've been doing, talking to everybody, you have a classic-looking jacket, the decades of decibels, all the kind of stuff. We've been talking to so many people. Yeah, I bought the jacket for 60 bucks. That's nice. But now the question I've been asking everybody, kind of putting you on the spot, favorite kiss memory? Oh, when I won the kiss contest. What was the kiss contest? It was um, Kiss in Vegas. Yeah, let me think here. Um, it's been four years now. I won, I won it on kissonline.com, I think. I said, okay, maybe I'll get a free CD out of it. I don't right. know. You know, so I registered. I get this thing in the mail. I'm like, no, there's no way. <laughs> so I'm calling. I, I put it on my Facebook and everyone said, call the numbers. So I said, okay. Yeah, we're expecting you Wednesday. Okay. Okay, I'm going to Vegas. I mean, nice. So I got to spend time with Gene Simmons. It was the first time ever that I met the guy at the Kiss Mini Golf. Nice. And I'll never forget this. I cried on his shoulder. <laughs> he looked at me and said, now if you're going to lose it, I'm going to lose it too. <laughs> <laughs> I cried. I was like I kissed the hand of the Godfather. I mean, you know. He gave me a hug and told me something about we're here because of our mothers. Well, not having a father growing up, I told him your PSA statement was the first thing I ever saw on MTV. I right. don't drink. I don't do drugs to this day, all because of you. Wow. Never got into it. I smoked cigarettes. I just quit. Five Congratulations. Months, uh, well, I had a lung collapse. Oh. I don't like to talk about it very much, but, you know, it was, I had a trach in my throat. And Good it, reason to quit smoking. Yeah, I quit smoking. If I have a cigarette, I don't light it. I, I just suck it. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I I don't encourage it for anybody. Amen. And plus, if I drank or did drugs, this whole convention would be dead. <laughs> I think Ted Nugent said the best. If I did drink or do drugs, you would all be dead. <laughs> Well, you know, so now think about that. You've obviously had a lot of years as a KISS fan. Oh, yes. But what does the end of the road mean to you? <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to get myself in trouble, but $6,500 for a green meat? I would pay it, but I got $6,000. <laughs> right. It's expensive. I met the guy that invented it. Right. Okay, granted, I understand where he's coming from, but Eddie Trunk said it best. If it's not you, don't buy it. Right. It's not me, but I would buy it. But, you know, I'll, I'll have to get a loan, but I'll do what I can. Now, the question I have, it looks like I can see on the side of your head, it says that metal yes, show. I was Talk on that, about that tattoo. Yes, I was on the commercial for that metal show. And they made you get that tattoo? Or you no, no, no. I, <laughs> they didn't make me. I said it was cool. Okay, I'll do it. And then I got invited to be in the studio audience by Don Jameson. Wow. And he said, listen, if you don't need anything back, I'll take care of it. Just show up. So I show up in L.A. They see me. Don, I mean, you see, Florentine saw me and said, Eddie, look who's here. He turned around and went, it's Joe from Pittsburgh. So everyone saw me. And my head was come back from commercial. <laughs> I was on the episode with Lemmy before he passed away. And the guys in Warrant. Wow. So... That's fantastic. That was, uh, that was my metal highlight. I will say that. Is, and everyone the, knows me now because of that tattoo. You're the only one I know with a, that metal no show, show tattoo. tattoo on your skull. <laughs> well, they, it was really cool because 
at the Trickster show, they're going, why do we know this guy? And PJ Farley said, that's the guy from the metal show. That's how it all started. <laughs> so everyone knows me from being in the commercial. So that's brought me some fame. That's fantastic. And I like that. Well, Joe, thanks for spending time with us oh, in the time. Kiss room. And, and we'll, we have, we have, it's not just Kiss. Lita Ford is here. Lita Ford's here. Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. And Vinny Vince and Evasion Band is here. It's Robert Fleischer and Bobby really cool. Rock. We're having the best time ever. It's all rock and roll to me. Wicked's here. Meet the guys from Wicked. There they are right there. Oh, yeah, they're right there, Wicked. They're having the best time ever. Yeah, Wicked's over there. They're having a great time. I saw them at M3 Fest. He's going to get Wicked tattooed on the side of the No, I'm not. No, I got that metal show. That was enough. And you listen to the Kiss Room on Monco Radio, where music and minds meet.
the New Jersey Kiss Expo. I got Fuck. super fan Andy. Now look, I'm going to paint the picture for those of you who are listening and not watching. Superfan Andy has a 1974-era, hotter-than-hell silver robe with the belt and the half makeup. Describe that. You turned an illness in your eye into the most unique makeup in the place. <laughs> Woo! I, I got to thank uh, Mechin, Megan Ketchison. I always Megan say her wrong. Yeah, she made the, uh, the back of the hell, the hotter-than-hell tunic. I call it the dress. <laughs> and I happened to get a, a, a sty, I never heard of him before, in my eye this week on Monday, so I can't paint my whole face. So what do you got to do? You got to do the Ace Frehley accident from 1974. It looks perfect. I'm telling you, if you were here, you saw this, you would love this costume. Now look, everybody has the best time when you're around. It's like a party that never stops, but you got to share some of the insight into dealing with Vinny for the gathering. It was, really? Everybody that I talked to was there. It was the most unbelievable event. They tell me great things about it. Share your favorite story. I can't. Okay, we're going to... No, no, I'll just... Beep. No, no, no. Favorite story of what? So thinking back, I mean, obviously, look, you had to do a lot of work. Yourself, Joe D'Angelo, it's a, it's a lot of work to undertake something that big. What were some of the struggles in putting something on that scale together? Really as a fan-organized thing. You know, it's like that's the impressive part. You guys did it. You know, it's a do-it-yourself kind of thing, but it's massive. Yeah, uh, it was a huge undertaking that uh, it was, you know, me doing the Living in Sins in the early years with Jeff. I always have to bring it back to Jeff sure. and I. And then they left, and I did a long, one more Living in Sin. And then Joe had always asked Jeff and I if he could jump in. He's a party planner. And then the New Orleans thing, and Joe used to be, you know, vacation out in New Orleans and stuff like that. And he jumped in. I said, okay, let's do this in New Orleans. And it just, I don't know, it's just a fan thing. It just, you know, everybody thinks, oh, my God, you have these connections or all this or that. And I, I, there's no connections. It's all just doing this, having fun in a van, and you reach out. It's not that nobody can do this. You just reach out and see what happens. Well, you made it look easy because it was loaded no. with cool people, but now it's not easy, is it? It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun work in ways. But um, uh, yeah, literally, because Joe kind of found out about I mean, you know, Joe does have done party stuff too before in his past. Right. But the thing is, uh, when you do these KISS stuff like this for the KISS crews, it's over a year project. Right. Like literally, even though we had... The one that just passed by, the gathering three, two, or three, whatever. <laughs> I get confused now. Living in something or other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I'm already started. We're already started on the next one, like New Orleans last year. Right. Before New Orleans even finished, we got off the ship. It was like, well, we were already working on stuff. But we even know we didn't know it was going to go back to New Orleans or, or uh, Miami. But we just had the things in our mind, like, let's get started. Here we go. What's going to happen? And, you know, we reach out to the people that we had, like Lydia, right. who always comes down to Miami. She's great. And I got to say that she was always the first one who jumped in right away in the early years. You know, and, and you know, those people talked to other people and said, hey, this, these guys are real. They see the success. Yeah, they see it's it. nice to be part of that. Yeah. Then. And, and they know that we're not out for money, right. you know. And we do stuff for charity, too. So they see that part of it, too. It's a charity thing. And, uh, you know, one person talks to another. Another one talks to another. How's this person? How's this person? And uh, it just... 
you know, when we say escalates, it just got big. It grows. It's like a, a splinter. Boom. Goes right out. And yeah. you've always done very well with it. I think the one thing that's amazing, it really is fans putting something together for other fans. Yeah. And the other fans, you can tell, are always very appreciative because you hear nothing but great things from every one of those events that you've done. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing, too, it, I, you know, I kill myself to make everybody else happy. That's what right. it comes down to. And I really sometimes really take it over hard. And I've had to, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, but I've had to calm down with me calm down. As people are probably laughing yeah, right. at this right now. <laughs> but uh, as in, you know, nothing's perfect. There are going to be problems. There are going to be issues at sometimes. And you and I, I used to really kill myself to really, you know, I would do sleepless nights, sleepless weeks, months. And I'm a light sleeper. You know, the ADHD thing I got, it's, you know, it's a very... But, uh, you know, it's just the passion and the love. That's what it is. But this year's was a lot different. It was a whole different ball game. It just wasn't, hey, we're going back to Miami. It was like, okay, uh, we took from living in Sims being just in the Holiday Inn Hotel to now a bar, a huge bar. Right. Once you go forward, what, you really almost can't step backwards. So that was the thing. As soon as we, you know, we knew it was in Miami, I had already had a great connection with the hotel, and I called them up, and they're like, hey, I'm like, they're coming back to Miami. Andy, you got the hotel. We'll sell it all. We'll do everything you want. And then, uh, so I started contacting, you know, like Lady S under the emails, and I'm in, you know, Big John's, and he lives somewhere down in that area, right. too. He lives down. And, it, you know, it's like the, the guests started talking to other guests, say, you got to come to this. And, then, you know, I, I say, hey, we'll give you a table. Uh, if you can, if you can get down there on your own, but you can keep, we're not, we're not charging for tables. Whatever you sell, and keep all the money. And then we had some charity thing. Can you donate a little bit? And they loved it. And they, they, everybody has a good time. But this year, it's just, uh, you know, now that we went back to Miami, we didn't even have a place. It was like, so we started investigating places, and I found this place called The Hangar. And I said, hey, Joe. And then Joe reached out to them because, you know, Joe is good with paperwork. I'm not the greatest writer. I'm like this, me and you, and face-to-face. I'm that kind of guy. Joe can really like do the writing and stuff and do all that kind of paperwork. Like Jeff, Jeff and Denise do a lot of paperwork for me because I can't do paperwork. <laughs> it's not I'm lazy to do it. My writing thing, I'm like a yes, no. Let's get in it. You know, re, you know, you got to read in between, <laughs> fill in between the lines, and I'm not like that. You know, it's like this is better for me in my right thing. But um, so we found a place. They called Joe, contacted the whole, you know, the bar, the hangar. No, they said, okay, you have to, you know, X amount of money to open it because it's always on a Tuesday. They're not open on a weekday. So right. we did that. And then uh, we went searching around, and we wanted some other bands to play, but uh, they wanted too much money. I, I'm not going to mention names. It's just the way it is. It's the right. business thing. It's nothing bad. Uh, but uh, so I said, Joe, just start looking online. So I started looking online, and all of a sudden I saw Kiss America online. I'm like, and, and they Kiss America, they're online. I'm like, hey, they're around Florida area. Let's send him to know. And I go, hey, by the way, it looks like they play with a Van Halen thing. Right. And then Joe's like, hey, Van Halen's going to have their 40th anniversary. No kidding. Let's get in touch with them. And that's how the ball started rolling. And then for two years, and you can miss the, ask Mr. Tom Feely over here, for two years I had been chasing 4 by feet. Right. Following it. If they were playing a show, that show they played with Ace. And, they, and I kept after them. And after them, come on, man, I want you to, I wanted him down in New Orleans. And it just didn't work out that way. Because so, I don't think they really, you know, I wasn't new. They were. They didn't know who the hell I was, really. Right. But through Tom, it ended up working out. And I was bugging him. And I'm like, hey, man, this can really work out for you guys. This be really good. AKA, guess what? So, next, no. 
we well, signed off with them. Four by Fate is so well known in the Kiss community because they're obviously members of Fraley's Comet. So I think for them, they would know coming in, it's going to be an audience that's going to be very receptive to them. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Was, plus, also, we were really trying to get them on the cruise, too. Right. So they look six man or whoever's in. Look, not only these guys can pack the house, people love people love, love the stuff them, from right. Todd. They love them. I mean, think you got you got Todd who does Freely's Comedy. He's done uh, Cheap Trick. He's done Seven O Seven. He's got other stuff. Uh, you got Rob Alfuso, who's the original sure. drummer from Skid, Skid Row. Row. So they were playing Skid Row stuff, and they would do uh, Cheap Trick because he was you know Todd was a Cheap Trick. You got uh, you know uh, John Regan who's just off the hook. Anyways, you know right. I mean Grammy winner, you know, and uh, Pat. But crispy, I can never say his name, and I'm sorry, Pat. I was, he, he's just—he's a really good guy, you know, really good guy himself. And actually, I think he's got a—he uh, uh, does country too, and he's actually he has a real popular hot country song that's out. I mean, I'm not a country guy, but it's, yeah. it's you're really up there. So, and those guys are so nice. I mean, they couldn't do—they could bent—they bent backwards for us doing stuff. And, you know, we signed them on; it was pretty easy. And the and then, set, what I saw of on the internet, amazing. Okay, now here's the next question. Yep. You're dealing with Vinny. Yep. Go well, down that road. Go, you go down that road. Well, the thing was, when Vinny came out uh, I mean, in Atlanta, and then Joe said, hey, Andy, man, I'm going to try to reach out to Vinny. And I'm like, it would be cool, but I don't know. I mean, it's, now you're talking a lot of money, me a lot of money. Right. And, I'm, you know, my pockets aren't deep, <laughs> even at Joe's. I mean, this is, you know what I mean? So, uh Joe was trying to get in contact with some, uh, you know, uh, uh, Vinny's old friends, the lawyers, and people. But I guess Vinny dumped everybody. Right. He, whole different team. Yeah. He, there, no, there is no team. I'm going to explain a little bit. There is no Vinny team, Eddie. <laughs> so if anybody thinks there's like a huge Vinny team, there isn't out there. I'm t- it's the truth. Um, and then uh, I told Joe, I said, Joe, man, I know who to get in contact to basically we can talk to Vinny. And uh, end up being Randy because Randy took over for – Derek. Right. Which we all know those wonderful stories about Mr. Derek Christopher. Yes. Derek. <laughs> Derek. Oh, but. Yeah, never mind. That's another story. Anyways, um, uh, what do you call it? So I set up a meeting between Randy, Joe, and me. So we had a conference call one day. So I was on a conference call for about 20 minutes, half hour, and I said, I had to go. So I said, You guys keep talking. I have to go. So, uh,. Joe had sent me some PMs, you know, talk PMs. and said, hey, he'll, he'll talk to Vinny or send out messages to Vinny and see what happens. Two days later, Randy comes back to Joe and says, he likes the idea. This is on. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, you gotta, you got to be careful, you know. Sure. You heard the stories. Yeah. You know the back people. Right. you got to be careful. So next thing you know, I said to Joe, all right, let's see what happens. A couple more days by a week, Randy comes back and says, it's on. Joe calls me, it's on, Eddie. Okay, but then Joe turns around. He goes, "Guess what?" I go, "What?" I'm like, "You know." All of a sudden, Joe goes, "He wants to play," and I said, "What?" He said, "He he volunteered to play two songs for a couple extra bucks." I said, uh, "All right, this is interesting." Right, this is now, interesting. now the geeky's coming out. I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> now he's gonna come down. He wants to play a couple songs." Okay, then he goes. Joe goes to me, "Hey, Andy, guess what?" I go, "What?" He wants to wear the Ankh makeup, and I basically. You know, peed myself. Right. Dropped my shorts. Dropped my phone. Crying. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is like this is gonna be big, right? This is gonna be more than big. This is like super huge. Like I hasn't played in over twenty something years. Electrical. Right. Say it's electric, not just acoustic thing. Right. And, and he's gonna wear the makeup. So now, but 
I said, how fast can I sign a dotted line? But uh, I had a lawyer. There was a friend. I knew the guy. I'm like, I'm not doing this until you can check that if he owns. So, people, I'm telling you right now, I've already said this before. He owns the ARC makeup. I had the lawyer look into it for the trademarks. He owns it. Gene and Paul let it go about six or eight months ago. Somehow, Vinny scooped it up, and he owns it. So now he showed up. It looked more like a cross. Yes. Is there some kind of leeway with that? The, the thing was that he... So he told us that he was going to wear the on. So we signed on, and it was all good. And he was supposed to do some other things in the, con the contract. We did have a contract, people, <laughs> just to let everybody know uh, that uh, he, was gonna, he was all into it. And then Gene and Ace were in Australia. So people started asking questions, and Vinny came up and questioned. Vinny's trying to trademark uh, Vinny Vincent's Kiss. Right, right. And everybody, everybody thinks it's a band. Wrong, people. It's a book. He wants to do a book, and that's the name. Oh, and I don't think I was supposed to say that, but too bad. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> there you uh, go. You heard that right here on the Kiss Room. Uh, it, it's kind of rumored, but yeah. That, it's, so it wasn't about Vinny being Vinny Vincent's own version of Kiss. It was he's, he wants to do a book. He's supposed like 2019, if I guess if he can get it going. I don't know what the deal is. Like I said, I'm out of the loop now. Right. Um, so, uh, so at that point, we were in. It was all good. All good. For some strange reason... Uh, we signed only on uh, Tuesday. So the first meet grade is going to be on Tuesday. But we couldn't say he was just wearing the makeup. We, they wanted to kind of hide it for a while. Right. Because it doesn't, it's weird. So even though we, we had Tuesday and people were like, how come you only have, why you only did it on a Tuesday? Well, because the night before the cruise, it's going to be only 150. And we kind of slid it underneath the radar to people. And we saw, you know, you saw the Egyptian thing. You saw, so people kind of got the hint that it's, you know, this this could happen, right? Or not happen, people. Or like, not happen, or right? Not happen, right? So then, uh, if people don't know, Vinny was supposed to be in Spooky Empire, and people hadn't heard the story. You know what Peter was, right? Uh, if you listen to PD, I don't know PD's last name. I can't remember, but he's the uh, promoter of uh, Spooky Empire. Okay. Well, he had him, Vinny, in there in April. Well, I guess things didn't go so well in April. So I guess he said, I don't want you back. Wow. So Vinny was supposed to be in October, the 26th, 27th, and 28th in Orlando. So Vinny says, hey, I, I would like to do a meet and greet on Monday. And I, 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 I for one, I didn't want to. That's two days plus a party Tuesday night. That's a lot, lot. Yeah. Plus, we don't know. You know, right. it's still up and down on the guys. Exactly. But we had a contract. Right. That could go And lawyer. So anyways, um, he said he wanted to do Monday, so we started sliding it on the Monday. What's going to go out? You know, people ask, is this who I think it is? Yeah, it's, it's Vinny. Is he going to do something? We just said he's going to do something special. That's all we'd say. <laughs> That's know? pretty wet, vague and nicely done. <laughs> yeah. Well, we even took some stuff down because people started getting, like, a little antsy. I think he actually, Vinny got a little nervous, so we had to take some, or Randy asked to take some, because, you know, like, like Joe or whatever, he made it, we put up, like, an onk. Right. Like, you know, Egyptian stuff and you guys take that down just in case? And I don't really understand why, because he, he owns it. It's kind of, I don't know, weird. But anyways, so anyways, uh, you know, so Vinny got the boot from Suki, or whatever happened. And then uh, everything was going good. And then for some strange reason, they uh, uh, said those, uh, what do you call it, uh, the shows, uh, Graceland. Yeah, right. 
something to do. I don't know what happened, but when he announced Graceland, like a week or two later, we started getting like strange emails. You know, yes, I'm going to do this. No, I'm not going to do this now. Yes, I am going to do this. I want to change this. I want to sell this. I want to do this. I'm not going to do that. He, he put us in a pickle, literally. So he was changing the contract. In his own brain, yes. In his brain. In his brain. But not with you guys. Well, the thing was, we said, man, you said you were going to do this. We're paying you a, a lot of money. Not just regular extra money to wear what he said he was going to do and do what he told me. So you you got to fulfill your contracts. Well, sure. You're supposed to. So anyways. <laughs> uh but so, getting, so it could get really dirty, dirty, but I don't really want to get too dirty. Well, let's just say, let's hit the fast forward button and get to that night. He gets up on stage. What's your thought? Well, I, I can tell you the story. Uh, on the Monday meet and greets, he was doing the meet and greets. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I won't get it all into everything because it, it's even taking even longer. But uh, he really did kind of put Joe and I through a grinder mm. for six months. Really. Of kind of doing this, doing that. Little yeah, bit here, I got to do this, do that, and broke some of the things in the contract that he was supposed to do. But, uh, you know, when he came down, he was sick. Well, actually, we knew he was going to do Chiller, which is here where yeah, we're standing. in New Jersey, right. In New Jersey. Right here. That's a 1,500-mile drive. He does not fly. So, But we knew he was going to do Friday and Saturday. We knew he was going to do Friday and Saturday originally. But then he put on Sunday, and we're like, dude, you can't do Sunday. Right. You're never going to make never it. Never make it. Or you're going to be dead in the doornail. <laughs> well, he finally canceled after all, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He finally canceled, and he, they started driving down here. He's supposed to have two drivers. He had one. So, so he, got, he, got, he basically got here on Monday afternoon at like 1, or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, he's supposed to be at the Holiday and get ready at 3. Right. So we knew that wasn't going to happen. You know, get you gotta eat, and then we find out he's sick. I mean, he uh, was. I got I got to hand it to him in other ways, though. He he was very sick. He had like the flu, you know. So he, you know, for that part, he really did good. But then, uh, you know, he showed up like an hour and a half late. But it was it was okay. It was like, hey, let's just do this. Everybody's happy. Everybody was like, everybody was like, like today, drinking, eating, and just having a blast. And everybody was mellow and cool. He showed up. He started, you know. We had a little chit-chat because there was things he was supposed to do. The poster. Right, right. And then he agreed to sign the poster as one of the two items if you needed it signed. So we started doing all that stuff. Something happened in the middle of Monday afternoon, which I won't get into. Uh, but then he said... We'll save that for your book. Yeah. So anyways, uh, he said he wanted to take a break. So I said, okay. So we went in the green room, which was the, the next conference room. We had food. We had food and stuff for him. He's eating. And he's like, hey, hi. And he's got the soft voice. Hi, and he, he goes, so how's everybody liking? I go, Vinny, it's actually really coming off really good. And he goes, how does everybody like my, my no makeup? I go, I go, Vinny, I didn't really know if they would like it or not because it's, but I mean, it's kind of close. But I said, I think, I, but for the most part, I, people were like, they were just happy to see you. You're right. out, you know. And he he's was there, right. Yeah, and he was really being gracious and really humble to the fans. And he was taking his time. He's shaking people's hands. How you doing? Doing this, doing. I mean, he was really, really cool. But then he turns around and says, "So, Andy, is this? How about how about tomorrow?" I said, "Well, there's going to be more people for the meet great tomorrow." Oh, okay. And he goes, "How about how about Tuesday night?" He goes, "This is going to be like like 300 people there." I looked at him. I said, "Vinny, it's going to be maybe like a <laughs> thousand." And he looked at me. He goes, "What?" I go, "Vinny, man, this is huge tomorrow night." 
It could be like a thousand people there tomorrow night. So he says, "Oh, you know that like glare, but he's got makeup on. You know, you can right. see it though in his eyes." <laughs> so you know, so on Tuesday, now we do now we do Tuesday. Let me greet on Tuesday. So Monday, oh no, sorry, Mon- Monday rehearsal. Uh, so after it was like either ten or eleven o'clock at night. It was late on Monday night, and everybody's tired. Uh, we got him down there to. Uh, he went down. Uh, four by five guys held out. They were waiting, waiting, but they they were so cool. Uh, about, about ten of us went down there. Plus the work, it, it, the, the people in the bar. They were all waiting because they wanted to see this happen. Uh, so Vinny had his old white guitar. Uh, jumped up on stage, and he basically turns his back towards us. Looks at Rob Fuso, plugs in, and goes, and everybody just stopped. And wow. Everybody went. So we just saw a little bit of this, but it was being like. A little bit, but wasn't facing us, you know. And I'm not, I'm not like, you know, I'm not a guitar expert. But I, but everybody in that whole place went, they went, and when he went, and I went, I mean, everybody it wasn't just me, everybody. So he was pulling out some shredding, a little bit. But then, get to that night, and he doesn't even do the solos. What was the vibe? Uh, well, you know, for, first when he got there, you know, we got there a little bit later. We didn't even know he's even going to have the makeup off because he said he was going to take it off, which we didn't care. Right. It, we didn't care. And uh, we knew he was going to do two songs. And I know we had, don't blame us, people. And I know we said, you know, I love it loud. And all hell's breaking loose. And we, we were told that he said that he was going to do it. And we were psyched. Right. We tried to explain to them that you got to do this song. People are going to go out of their tree. And they were like, and Vinny's like, oh, I don't really want to do that song. Oh, they said everybody was kind of like, I don't think that song's that good. Or they, they just kind of like didn't like, the, the guys didn't feel the vibe, I guess. But I'm like, they wanted to do Lick It Up. It has more of the, that, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I'm like I don't want to hear it. I, I'm just, okay, whatever. We're just going to get you there and just do this. So anyways, uh, he shows up. He showed up a little bit later, but it's, he, we knew he was going to show up. Uh, he walked in. They put the guy down on him. He started getting him up the stairs because he had, like, he had, like heels. boot shoes, right, heels, sure. things or whatever, you know, kind of from, like, the Lick It Up days. Yeah, right. But they're a little bit higher. And uh, he started going up the stairs, and he... You know, because we were back in that, like, little alleyway. Right. And we looked. We couldn't even get to anybody or see anything ourselves. Next you know, they go, like, they start, like, kind of helping him get up the stairs. He turned back and looked at us and went, I mean, he had makeup and stuff. He turned white as a ghost. Super white and white. It's like, like, oh, my God. Like that. Like, like stage fright? Like a stage fright wow. kind of thing. To me, it looked like a stage fright kind of thing. Because huh. he hadn't, you know. That he hasn't been in front of it that we know of in front of an audience that long, and uh, he got up there and he and he, he turned white and he at first he, somebody he turned whiter than his makeup yeah <laughs> like it's probably videos and pictures but at first he was like and then the guy started getting in and then uh, the people started chanting Vinny 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 like thing and he turned around and he started smiling and it was on you know and there you go he started playing you know and uh, you know you you just said about the solos man. You can't break. You can't twist the guy's arm. You can't make him do what he wants to do. Right. You know. We, did, did he rehearse? He went to rehearsals with Four by Fate that night. We saw him do with this stuff. Play, look it up. Play, I love it loud. And that's as much as we saw. We had no idea who was going to do Cold Gin. And so there's some rumor. No people. We did not pay him more money just to play one song, Cold right, Gin. Right. We didn't see that coming. It, we, I don't. We, we don't know where that came from. I, don't, I, I think it was Probably four by six. You know, he just said, hey, he's up you want to play, right. you wanna play yeah. Cold Gin with us? And, and he just, okay. Uh, about the solo thing, not playing the solos, what are we going to say? You can't, you can't twist arms. 
You, you can't. Now that would have been the most memorable thing ever if you had ran on stage and twisted his arm. Uh, <laughs> or pushed him off stage, right? No, no. But, but I, like, like, like Joe, I got saying, we were like tortured, I said, but for the most part, he made a lot of people happy. Good. In the long run, if you see it. Right. You know, people say, oh, you, you shouldn't come up with the dirty, dirty stuff and say, well, I didn't. I mean, I said some stuff, but really, there, there was some not so really nice things about Mr. Vincent. And some of those rumors that you may have heard how difficult he is to work with, for us, it's true. You know, you give the guy the, the keys to the palace and he slit his own throat. Mm. Because I'm telling you, if he had was nice enough and we feedback with us and did some stuff with Joe and I, be mellow with us, he could have came back next year. Right. And he would have sold out again, even without the makeup. He could have just came by and been... Because uh, a story, too, is that I actually said, if you saw, uh, Megan had made me a creature's vest at the last minute. Right. But months and months before that, I actually took, put the word through, hey, tell Vinny I need, we need his measurements or whatever. I'll, I, me, right? I don't, like I said, I don't have a lot of money, but I said, you know what? I'll suck it up. I'll pay for the vest. I bought it. I bought an R-Cross online. I'll pay for the vest. How about Vinny wearing it in the photos with everybody? And I tried to get that. Dad, I guess, he said he wasn't feeling it or wasn't, you know. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then, uh, uh, then he got, like I said, he got nervous about wearing the makeup. And then he says, oh, I'm not going to wear makeup. And then we started getting nervous. Well, if you're not going to do makeup, you got to do something else special. Right. How about look like the Look It Up album cover? You had, we had time to right. get him the purple vest. I got that cross. You know, get a wig. We'll get, you know, get that, get a wig that fits you so you'd have to, you know, that kind of, just do something. You gotta, we got to make it do something funny, right? So then, uh, he just no, that was, it, it did. I don't know. I don't think that even got to him. There wasn't even an option. So, and then uh, we basically said, hey, uh, because this is a contract, right? And we, we wanted him to be there because he started getting a little bit more afraid because about the makeup, and he thinks we were just gonna like screw him. So basically, we said, hey, we're making a denment for you. We wrote up, Joe wrote up a Denman, basically taking the makeup off the plate. Wow. He wouldn't sign it. Mm. So he said, okay, you're not going to sign it? Guess what? We have to stick to the original contract. So if you give us any issues, you, guess what? We just got this to bounce back on you. So, you know what I mean? I heard but, Joe, I think it was on Podcast Rock City or one of those, and he talked quite a bit about he's not afraid to lawyer up. Who is? Joe? Joe. Uh, well, uh, I, I'll say it now because I, I, at this point I don't even care. Uh, uh, at the end of the show when Vinny got done, uh, we went backstage and they had a little thing. Then they went to do was an outside area, and then there was like the I want to go home area, you know, like the cars <laughs> right, and shit. Right. Oh, and uh, uh, th- there's some stuff that went down between lawyer Joe, I, and that Steve guy. It, it got cut really ugly with stuff. So I'll leave it at that point. I won't get all the way to, but. Finding out, uh, we get home. Uh, we find out from somebody else that he wants to sue Joe and I. So Joe, Joe and I are like, okay, bring it. Where does that stand? It stands nowhere. We haven't got a thing <laughs> yet. I mean, it's you know, but he really, like I said, he broke the contract in like he broke it like four different ways. So he doesn't really have a leg to stand on. Right. And I hope he doesn't try to come after us. It doesn't make any sense. Because you know what? In reality, I don't want this to happen. Not, not, right. not because I'm afraid to get a lawyer. I mean, anybody can sue anybody for anything. And now, the other part of the story about the, the arc. Well, why didn't you wear it? 
Well, he owns it, okay, people? Let me explain something to you. You can have a contract. You can own something, like you. I own the Kiss Room, all right? You, right. It's your logo, your thing. But I can send you a still stop and cease because I own it. Just say, just to screw with you. Right. And I I think that's what he was worried about, worried about you getting, know, and, getting and the Kiss Company. And people a lot of money, you know, it's like... It, it can be really uh, very kind of problematic, but uh, but you made it through it, the other side, but, so we're happy about yeah, that. But, but the other thing is too, not only getting sued and stuff. If any, if any, you know, he's very personal. You know, like his personal life, he wants he wants to keep personal. Sure. So so, what does he do? Why would you want to go to court? Why would you want to? Right. Because you know what you got to do. You have to open up your life. Where do you live? Your phone numbers. Your financials. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a. I don't think he wants to do that. No. He wants because he likes his private life. Exactly. But do I blame him? No, I would like want to. If you want to be private, let you be private. You know. And I, I, I've never, I've never been a Vinny Basher. You know, I know what he did for the band. I loved it. I mean, I'm an Ace guy too. You know, and a Peter guy, those top. And uh, but you know, I loved what he did for the band and the creatures thing. I saw the creature store. He did the thing for the Lick It Up, and how many songs he wrote for Revenge. Absolutely. And people love Revenge, most of them, you know? So So we're going to wrap it up here to oh, sum it all up. Wait a minute, I got one more. to get a good time for all at the gathering. Yeah, we got one thing. Okay. I, I, I understand it. Joe is going to do it. He's going to, Joe's going to continue. So he wants to do things with bands again and stuff, and I, I basically retired from that. I'm done with that part of it. But, da 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 I said I retired, but guess what? I'm not fully retiring. I'm coming back out a little bit because Kim said I, not that Kim, but Kim says it's cool. Uh, so at the Holiday Inn, like, you know, we do the rooms. And anybody, if you are going on the Kiss Cruise, uh, you can go to, it's Kiss Cruise 899 now, Holiday Inn rides and stuff. The, the hotels, are, the, the rooms are already up, for, you know. To, wow. To rent. But uh, we're, I'm going to do a, which is easy. And people already love the idea. We're going to do it like this. You're going to do a swap, uh, you know, trade, buy, and sell. The holiday is going to lay out tables. People come, lay your stuff on the table, and let's just have fun, drink, and stuff. And uh, we're already talking about making a special cup, a special cup, you know. And uh, we'll see if we can get, like, maybe a couple special, like Lydia, you know, and, he's, you know, people come in. Uh, Maria Contessa's in, you know, around in the area. We'll see. And you know, we will announce all these things on the Kiss Room <laughs> right here on Monaco Radio, where we can awesome. me. <laughs> we get awesome. I know. Sorry, right. take forever, Mike. You send your pictures for my wall. You found the hotel where I'm staying. And you build up your nerve and then you call.
Back here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo, we've had a long, we had a great conversation just there with Super Fan Andy, telling us every detail in minute by minute coverage of the gathering. Fantastic with Vinnie Vincent. Now I'm talking to Gary Capaletti. Gary, how are you? Great, man. How you doing? Now tell me, how's the expo been for you today? Fantastic. I come to these because of the people. That's fantastic. Because of the people. It is an amazing group of people. We've seen, I've seen people I've known for 30, 40 years, and I've seen people I've known for 30 seconds. So it's nice. Now tell me, how's the experience been as far as you met Ace? You yep. got your photo taken with Ace. Talk about that. Uh, got a photo. Just got a photo with him. He's very cordial. Went in, said Merry Christmas. You know, I mean, he's got to do his thing, but he's he's cordial, and that's the great thing. He's very nice. Very, very that's nice. That's great. Yeah. Now, one thing I've been putting everybody on the spot is what is your favorite kiss memory? Favorite kiss memory. Favorite kiss memory would probably be... My first show. First show, January 28th, 1978, Buffalo. Nice. New York. You know, the, the, the imagery of the stairs and the sign, it's just overwhelming to a kid. I mean, at that time, I was 14 years old. So it was just, there was everything. That's fantastic. Just everything. And then obviously, now look, you're a longtime fan, but here we are thinking about the end of the road. What are you thinking? What does it make you feel? Well, to be honest with you, it, it, it doesn't maybe bother me as much as it bothers others. I mean, I've seen them, when I see them this tour, it'll be over 60 times wow. that I've seen them. So I think it's more about, again, it, it's really more about the people. Right. Um, how is this going to affect um, events like this down the road? Um, hopefully they still stay strong because it's really about the people. I, right. I come to these things by myself, but I'm not by myself because it takes me five seconds when I get here and I see somebody I've met time and time again. So not it's not going to devastate me. I'm sure I'll be bothered like everybody at the absolute last show I'm at. But other than that, no, it's, it's, it, is, it runs its course. 
Fantastic. And it's been a long, fun time, that's for sure. It has been. And we're here in the Kiss Room at the New Jersey Expo on Mako Radio, where music and minds meet. All right, we're back here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo. I'm here with the one and only John Beauvoir. How are you? I'm all right, man. How about you? You look fantastic. Are you having a good time here in New Jersey? Yes, I am. I'm having a good time. So I know you're running back to your table. You're doing doing a lot of business today. Everybody wants to see you and talk to you. Share us one quick kiss story. Ah, let me see. <laughs> a good kiss story. What can I say? What's a, I've got a lot of kiss stories, so I'm thinking... Uh, well, I guess me and Paul writing, you know, eating Chinese food. <laughs> We'd always order um, wontons and sesame sauce. <laughs> Sit down with four track, couple acoustic guitars, hanging out and just working on songs. And that's how we came up with a lot of the tunes that we did. You know, the nice thing, as you say, you have such a big smile on your face. And it's a good time in your life. It is a good time. I, I, I love, this is what I love doing. You've I had a rock and roll life. I remember one of the greatest interviews of the, if you ever were, the podcast is, is one of my favorite favorite podcast it's the best podcast interview ever ken mills talking to you and you talk from the time you're a teenager 
all the way up, and it, it's probably my favorite thing Ken has done, and Ken has done a lot, because you have such good stories. You've worked with so many people, and you're such a talented person yourself. Describe that, and I know I have to let you go, but you're artistic. Your artistic life as a rock star. You still look like a rock star. Oh, I'm standing you, right here. It's you. amazing. You know, I I just love I love the music business. I love it. This is what I was born to do. See, I got Bobby Dreyer, and now yes, look. Yes, Bobby Dreyer is in there. How you doing? See, now look, Bobby. It's somebody that looks actually cooler than you, which is saying a lot, right? And it's kind of, you both have awesome hair. Paid for their <laughs> you know, I was born to do this. You know, we're also rolling here to give something to the fans, to give them entertainment, to help them get through their lives. That's my contribution to the world, and I feel good about that role that I was given. And you just try to make sure that you can continue to do it. But I'm happy with that role. It's a great. I'm comfortable with that. That's I mean? fantastic. So we're so glad that you could be here. I know they're dragging you back to your table, but I'm glad you could spend a couple minutes with no, us. Thank you very much. Now, if you had to think of a Kiss song, what's your digging the hair? Thank you. What's your favorite Kiss song? Oh God, I like so many Kiss songs. Of course, I'm gonna say you know one that I wrote all night, but that's not true because I also <laughs> love that. <laughs> That's what I love that song. Rock and roll on night. I love a lot of good songs. There you a go. Lot of great John Bouvard, thank many. you for joining us in the Kiss Room. Fantastic. Thanks All for right, taking time thank to see you, us. Sir. Thank Bobby you very much. Senior, thank you, guys. Whole All right. Okay. All there right. we go. Thank you. All right, man. That was great. <laughs> now, now, Bobby, Bobby oh, Dreyer. We're going to wrap this look, up here. How about that? One thing we got to say. Look. Anthony, Anthony how are you? Hello. Down in the kiss room, brought it. Matt, wait, I gotta ask Matt a question. Matt, how are we feeling right now? Now, look, I'm gonna say, as we kind of wrap things up here, here at the New Jersey Kiss Expo, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I'm happy as a man can be. Now, those of you that have been following along, I have that poster in my office, which is thanks to David Snowden because it was a blow-up of that ad where it says May 11th, 1974, Kiss playing Montgomery County Community College. The poster was signed by Gene. It was signed by Paul. It was signed by Peter. Yes, sir. And today, oh, signed by Ace. I'm as happy as a man can be. Bobby, how are you? I'm amazed because for every one of those signatures, I had the honor to be with That's you, true. Matt. We've had you a know, great time. And it only gets better. Look, I'm <laughs> telling you. Dude, I'm 14 years old again today. I'm you know, like, exactly. I, I'm like, where is that, you know, Zoltar machine? I want to be big. I, I'm like so Tom Hanks out. You know what? I really feel like it was amazing when Ace is sitting there and you see him come across and he's signing it and you realize that the poster is not complete. And the other thing is, and this is what amazes me, when you're sitting there and that's the guy, he's sitting right there. That's Ace sitting right there. Pretty amazing, and we've had a great time today talking to a lot of different people about what KISS has meant to them, their favorite KISS memories, what they think the end of the road is, and the thing that's been so great, everyone shares their joy. There's no end of the road. Right. You know when end of the road is? It's either when I have Alzheimer's and I'm sitting in a chair going, having somebody wiping my butt. <laughs> right. Or, but Which, you know, could I, be sooner than later. Matt. Let's be honest. I'm years old, and I still feel as good today. Anthony with me. We're walking around. I'm going, I feel like Detroit Rock City and everything all rolled into one. 
us at Allentown Fair. And, and I right. still get, I got goosebumps on top of goosebumps. Stay here, man. We'll do an interview. Oh, brother. We've had the this best time. Awesome. Now, what was the right, name man, again? Since, like, since you're cool, right oh, I will here. do it for you. What was your name again? My name is Rich. Rich. Now, Rich listens to the Kiss Room. And Rich is wearing his Kiss Room button, looking yes. great. You and I've been putting right everybody here. on the spot. We've been sharing joy all day. When you think about it, what's your favorite Kiss memory, Rich? My favorite Kiss memory has to be... There was a radio station in New Jersey and Eddie Trunk was the DJ and Eric Carr was there and this was six months before he passed and we got to talk with Eric and we had a chance to go up there and see him before uh, he left and he told us to take our time you know come on up don't kill yourselves to get up here I want to meet you we got up there it was Memorial Day weekend 1991 wow. and he was so cool and so nice and we hung out with him for about an hour and he treated us like we were old friends he showed us the scar that he had after oh. surgery. Sweetest guy that I ever met. I met everybody in Kiss, but he was definitely hands down the greatest. And uh, six months later, he was gone. But wow. Wow. he was the greatest. See, you know, that's the thing. We've been talking a lot about what does the end of the road mean. And you think about that. Some ends of the roads are more final than others. We've been having a great time. Yes, sir. What do you think about the end of the road? How does that make you feel? Uh, bittersweet. I feel bittersweet. But KISS has done everything that can be done. They have nothing left to prove to me. They've done it all. They've given me over 40 years of happiness. Uh, they've given me everything I ever could have wanted and more as a fan. And I think this is the right way for them to go out. Rich, I think you summed it up. I think, And that's the one thing I've been so glad I was just saying to Bobby. Everybody's sharing their joy. Right. They're sharing their great moments of a lifetime of being KISS fans, a music that will live on well past everyone here. Yes, sir. And we love it. Yes, sir. So thanks for spending time right, with me in the KISS room. I appreciate it. Thank nice you, to sir. see you. Thank you. We're wrapping up our day here. Yes. Bobby, Bobby. anything Matt? else? Oh, Matt, just have a safe travel up to the Sherman Theater We're heading down tonight. to see Alive give 75. The, That'll be part two of this show. Hug. Matt, Anthony and I are going to be uh, going over, rocking out, doing that little dinner at Ruth Chris tonight. Nice. We got a little uh, McCallan in the room. It's You'll be sending me be, pictures. Uh, we got the pool there. We never know what can happen. Anything at a goes. Kiss convention, <laughs> pool, and a bottle of McCallan. Uh, and I got the guys from Wicked. They're doing good. They're having the best time ever. We're having a great time here. We're going to wrap up our special here. This is the end of the Kiss Room New Jersey Expo, New Jersey Kiss Expo 2018. Having the best time ever. Thanks, Bob. Love you, Matt. Brother. Look at I that. I will see you next week on Harem. On Harem. Harem. And on watch. Marco Radio or Music in My Dream. Or this week, depending on when I get yes. this edited. <laughs>
Hey, this is Paul Stanley, and this is Gene Simmons from KISS, and you're listening to The KISS Room. If you want to hear more episodes, you can go to kissonline.com and pay $29.95. And where the hell is Matt Porter? Son of a bitch owes me $4.